Welcome everybody to another edition of the Hammerlock Hangover. I am Steve and I'm joined not only by my tag team partner in podcasting, Jeff Lipman, but also with a guest. This week we have the incomparable Drew Yari from the Drew Yari Show. Drew, how are you? I'm great. Uh, we just came home from the movies about an hour ago, so I'm ready to go. Who is we? Thank you for having me on. I'm sorry? Who is we? Oh, well, uh, me and the missus. Oh, very good. What movie did you go see? We went to see Knock at the Cabin with uh, Batista in it. Oh, yeah? Did he Batista bomb anybody? Unfortunately, no. Um, I, I I liked it. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't perfect. I mean, because Shyamalan can be very hit or miss. I thought this yep. was... I thought this was a hit. Um, Batista, I thought, was good in it, even though he wasn't perfect. He kind of he kind of suffers from the, like, he tends to monotone when he dialogues. Mm-hmm. But uh, I liked it. It was a good movie. Except he monotones when he, when he dialogues. That's a problem. I, I, whatever. But um, you know what I meant. But, yeah, whenever he, he talks, he'll, he'll tend to kind of, like, drift into that. Uh, and, yeah, I am here to, kit, like, you know, you know what I mean? But does he monotone yeah, yeah. when he dialogues when there's a tri camera, a tripod around? Is that it? Um, it wasn't that kind of movie. But um okay. I would say if you're interested, go see it. Ah, great. Uh to our audience who's relying on Drew, just know that he likes almost everything, which is not necessarily a problem for most for you know, if you also, but he likes pretty much everything. Not, well, I mean, not necessarily true. It's just I talk about the things that I like, and I don't waste time talking about things I don't like. That's right. And plus, I'm that's exactly I know, the opposite. <laughs> Jeff, I, Jeff, I know that's well, not to be 100% true because watch this. Hey, Drew, how do you feel about AEW? Um, it's AEW. Exactly. See, he doesn't like it. I don't know. That seemed pretty noncommittal to me. Um, are you going to interview me or, or no? Is, is that not important? Oh anymore? yeah, you're 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 here. Too. I'm, the, I'm the star. I'm the star, Jeff. Just the star deserves treatment. The adorable one. He's the guest. Got that right. But Jeff, how are you this week? I'm okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's been a week. <laughs> it, it has. It's, it's been, been a week. week. It's been a week, and it's been a, a quite a day for you. We're recording this on our usual Thursday, and the news broke earlier that um, uh, L- Lanny Poffo passed away. The professor, the um, the genius, the genius. Oh, Thank the you, poet laureate. And I know. More importantly, to this show, dun dun dun, my nemesis. That's right. I guess Macho Man needed a tag team partner up in heaven. And so now Lanny Poffo has joined him. Jeff, what's your alibi? Where have you, where were you? A few, many episodes ago, mm-hmm. we discussed, I want to say at least 20 episodes ago, we discussed that Lanny and you were in communication, especially after Lanny found out um that your girlfriend is from Ecuador and was doing videos about travel and tourism in, in Ecuador yep. and became very infatuated with her. Yeah. I never heard from him again, but she hasn't stopped hearing from him until well today. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> it took him passing away for him to stop hitting on your girlfriend. 
Uh, well, that maybe hasn't stopped either. We'll see because uh, the, there's there's been rumors of uh, pre ghost spirits in the house in the wee hours of the morning. Now, when I whenever there's creepy crawlies around, I just blame it on on Juventud Sicario. But one night she swears she got up to investigate, and Juventud Sicario wasn't wasn't there. He was in his bed snoring away. Um, so it wasn't him. And I heard those clip clops also, and I thought it was him as well. Now I'm not I'm not ruling out that he just was sleepwalking and made it back to bed before she got out there. But then she said the next day, the, the, the same thing she heard and nobody was out there. And and then she said this morning at 3.35 a.m., which would be uh, February 2nd, Thursday, uh, yeah, Thursday morning at 3.35 Eastern time, um, she felt the disturbance in the forest. And, and, now, and afterwards, she knows what it is now. So either if we find out that he was ill or died around 3.35 a.m., um, we got a visitation. Um, now, I don't know if it's the end of the trilogy or if it's continuing. You know, he was going to be in Westminster, Maryland on Saturday, there, which is 25 minutes away. Uh, and we were going to go. It was like a, like a WrestleCon kind of thing. I, Westminster is not a big city, but, you know, they could get a couple hundred people or whatever. You know, you know if it's for the whole day, they could probably do better than that. Um and, uh, you know, she's like, no, I'm, I wasn't going to go because he was, I don't care. I think you're just in my imagination. I'm going to give you a big kiss. I don't care if, if your fiance is there. I don't care. I'm going to, I'm going to kiss you. I, I, I need to know that you're not just in my ma- imagination, but, uh, Let, hold, know, on, that, hold, on, that, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Lanny was, was DMing her this. Oh, he doesn't just DM. He calls too. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they, they talk. The, the shame of it is, is that you know they were going to do another video just to see how life in Ecuador had evolved since their first interview, and really just to see how his Spanish has gotten and how her English has gotten. You know, it's the first one was they clearly didn't understand most of what each other, what the other one was saying, and she didn't want to do it because she didn't want to lead him on. But I wanted her to because I'm bad, and uh, oh and you know, it's it's like the most interesting thing about me. Uh, you know, of course, is something involving her. So, <laughs> so uh, wow. anyway, um, but you know, that was obviously the, the Rubicon being crossed. I couldn't have that, so I had to spend uh, send some of my demonic forces down there to take care of it. I know. Wow, this is just a wild, a wild uh, start of the year. Yeah, I mean, is it is it is it murder? Isn't it murder? I don't know. You can't prove it. I was nowhere near there, you know. So I don't know. Hey, just because hey. I have mastery of the darker order of, of Tartarus and and demons and evil spirits, the jinn and the film, um, you know, the, the you know the the old ones. No, you know, that does that doesn't mean anything. You can't prove a thing. Yeah, I mean. You, you land lovers, you, you trial by juries of my peers and stuff. You know, you don't even recognize the demonic world, the shadow world. You know what was funny, Drew? Like five minutes before Jeff got on, we all got on to record. Jeff's like, "I'm really tired. I'm, I'm not going to talk that much." <laughs> and look what he's doing. <laughs> and Jeff is his old usual Jeff self. So yeah, fuck you very much. I'm the star. Damn it. I'm the star. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, we're all here to talk about the Royal Rumble and other stuff in professional wrestling. Wait, where's RJ and Monte? And, and not so and Justin, professional wrestling. Most importantly. 
this uh, uh, wrong universe. They're in, they're in another universe. Oh, oh, I see. I see. They're 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 being directed by James Gunn. Okay, gotcha. It's like <laughs> that's right. Like they're not in this spinoff because they couldn't. Uh, they're filming somewhere else. This is just a minor crossover. It's not. It's not. It's not like DC versus Marvel. It's not one of those things. Uh, no, this is this is a hammerlock hangover. This is the Jeff Lipman universe, apparently. This, this is the Jeff Lipman universe. It's always JLU. Jeff's buddies. JLU. No, that's, that's great. Shut up, Lanny. All right. So um, let's start with. <laughs> well, I think, I think I see a specter behind you, Jeff. Stupid um, ghost. <laughs> you might have to call Scooby Doo. <laughs> Jeff, um, I I'll start that, with I'm you. Chance of getting well, Velma. <laughs> which Velma, though? Um, so, Jeff, let's start with you. Um, Royal Rumble was this past weekend, and um, five for five, baby, five for five, f- five for five. I don't know about that. In my Hold predictions, on a yeah, I gotta go back. I mean, begrudgingly, but yeah, I got them all right. I mean, I think that ninety-eight percent of the people who made predictions got them all right. But yeah, still, mm-hmm. your Royal Rumble surprises were Mickey James and Nick Aldis, <laughs> Lita, <laughs> Tori Wilson, <laughs> Final Four, Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley. Raquel Rodriguez and Nikki Bella. See, I can I convinced you to switch to Nikki Bella. I got three out of four of them right. You did convince me about the Nikki Bella thing, but I was convinced willingly. I mean, it's like it's like someone convincing me that Lashley's going to win. It's like very easy to do. Yeah, we did we did call that. You said your final four for the men's was Cody, Sami Zayn, Solo, and Edge. Right, two of them weren't even in it. <laughs> yep, I had Rock, Seth, Gunther, and and Drew Yari. Drew Yari is one of the f- the four finalists. Drew, okay, sorry, Drew guys. Is on, so you you disappointed me. You lo- you cost me a lot of money, Drew. Um, we're, Drew is could, here because could. Drew was here was there at the show in San Antonio live and has a unique perspective being there live and so we thought what better time to invite our buddy back to the show. There were there were there were like twenty thousand other people there. Oh, do you know anybody else that was there live? Well, of course I do. Chris I'm Harris? just saying it's not unique. There there were there were tens of thousands of other people there. It was, but but it's unique because there, in the Venn diagram, there there is people that we know, oh, and people that went to the Royal Rumble, and then in yeah. the middle is Driari. I'll give you one of my Rocher Ferreres or my Ferrero Rochers and and let you. Yeah, Kinder Bueno. Um, Drew, like uh, being there live. I mean, it's a. It, I've been to a couple Royal Rumbles live. I, one of my favorite pay per views of all time. Um, and I was really impressed by this one. What were your thoughts um, of the show? Well, since I like everything, um, I know we had fun. Like I was, I was trying to do a, like a quick head count of the whole of the whole stadium. Like it was damn near sold out. I couldn't see like one empty seat. Um, the crowd. The best way I'll put it is that the crowd they reacted appropriately. When there was good stuff, they reacted. You know, just yeah. good stuff. When there was bad shit which we'll get into, I imagine, uh, they reacted appropriately. Um, um, I don't, I don't want to jump ahead because I don't know if you guys go match by match, but like, um, it, it was a good show. Um, I get it my was only... A, it, it was a long show. <clears throat> so like, were oh, yeah. you, you being there live, was, were you like exhausted by the time it got to Roman Reigns and uh, KO? 
Oh yeah, because like it, by the time we got to our car, it was already midnight because it actually rained on Saturday. And um, by the time we got out of the arena and we were walking to our parking space, um, we had to take a back alleyway because they were directing traffic and it was just like all kinds of you know fucked up. So uh, by the time we got to our car, like again, we were already drained, but we were still hungry, so we found we were able to find a Denny's that was open at midnight, but. The Denny's oh. we got to we only had like one waitress, one cook, and one manager. What what, what is up with there. that? I, after, I don't, after WrestleMania, I we went to a Denny's, <sighs> and there was like one waitress, and she looked like, um, well, worse for wear. Let's say that. And there were still people coming from the show that are looking for places to eat, and yep. you know, they followed our they followed our path apparently. Um, yeah, yeah, we were exhausted, but we still had fun. Um, I mean, I kind of wish they'd started at maybe six, so that way we were able to get out at maybe like ten thirty ish. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, the Roman Reigns thing, it was good. I, it, I just was like, yeah, this is going on a little bit too long. Um, yeah. The Rumble matches were good. The men's matches was good. I just thought, you know, lack of surprises in the men's Rumble was my only complaint. You know, the women's Rumble I thought was meh at the beginning, but picked up towards the end. And then the the shitty shit was shit. That's, <laughs> where where, that's where were you seated? It. Were you like uh, floor lower rung? We were in the, in the area that was behind the floor, so we were behind the entrance, so oh, okay. we could actually see like the wrestlers coming out of the entrance. So we we had some pretty good seats. Superstars, thank you. So, mm-hmm. so you could see how Booker T couldn't walk, and you got to see Bray Wyatt for seventeen minutes before he got into the ring. Well, I mean, I could barely see. It. I only saw like the glow in the dark shit, but yeah, very much. Wow. So let's start at the top. Let's not bury the lead here. Let's talk about this Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens thing. That's the Jeff, bottom. That's that's the top. That's the the what everybody's talking about. All right. Some call it what might be the best storyline in all of professional wrestling. Jeff, you've been around for a long, long time. Is it? Is this bloodline story, the Sami Zayn capitulation of him, the bloodline, is this the best story in professional wrestling ever? It's certainly the best professional wrestling story of the 21st century. I'm not prepared to say ever. I mean, the mega powers and the mega powers explode was pretty damn good. The NWO, however bloated and crappy it is, that's something where it was just always a story. And Austin versus McMahon. I don't know the the Horseman versus Dusty Heenan versus Hulk Hogan. It, 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 there's there's things that are you know they're just legendary forever. But as far as one continuing, you know, looks like it's going to continue in some form for you know you know a year plus one continuing like sort of operatic uh, with different pieces and acts. I'd say, yeah, it probably will go down. I'm just not ready to say it yet, but I'm inclined to think it probably will be just because it's been going on so long and it has been one story the entire time and there have been pieces moving the entire time. So it's not just like the horsemen were in a few with Dusty and then, you know, they spent time with Sting or the Rock and Roll Express or whatever and then came back to Dusty six months later or, you know, whatever it was. Um so maybe uh, it, it, if it's not the number one, it's number two. And to me, uh, you know, to me, the NWO, just because it just changed the landscape of wrestling, 
and everyone's been trying to copy it ever since unsuccessfully. In fact, they copied themselves unsuccessfully three times. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, I, if someone made a, a better case for it than I did, I, I could be easily convinced. And it's not done yet. I mean, I'm, I'm not some version of the story might continue for another couple of years. Quite possibly. Uh, Drew, you were there live. So you watched this match and the match wasn't anything to write home to mom about. Like it was just a plain old match. Um, I think maybe about 10 minutes too long. They could have shortened that up a little bit. Um, you being there live, were you surprised at at the amount of schmas there was after the match was over? Well, I actually recorded the whole thing as it was going um, oh, wow. because, you know, we were, you know, predisposed of the news of like, is the rock going to come out? And, you know, by the time they were already chaining up uh, or handcuffing uh, Kevin Owens, I'm like, all right, the rocks, if the rock wanted to come out, he would have came out. already. So, but we were all invested. It's just one of those things of like, it's already about to be midnight. It's like, this is kind of going on a little bit too long, but we were still invested. Um. Uh, I guess I'll kind of, I guess I'll kind of jump ahead when, when Sami Zayn jumped in front of Roman, the whole place yeah. just gasped. Like it was just yeah. like, a, <gasps> yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that at a wrestling show before, well, at least in a long time. And then um, as soon as Sammy, you know, got Roman in the back, that's when the whole place went nuts. They were chanting Sammy, Sammy, Sammy. And yeah. when they were beating the shit out of Sammy, you had nuclear, nuclear heat for Roman yeah. to the point yeah. where it's like, you know, when they were trying to book Roman as a face, they were booing him because it was forced. Now you have a appropriate reason to hate Roman because he beat up one of our favorite, probably our favorite guy currently is Sammy. And they were very loud. Fuck you, Roman chants. And yeah, I was actually chanting it too. Cause you can actually, cause I'll, I'll, upload, I'll upload the video on YouTube eventually, but I was even going, fuck you, Roman. You can see me flipping <laughs> off Roman. Cause I was like, fuck it. I'm going to join in. Um, yeah. And, um, and of course, Jay walking out was just the icing on the cake. So, um, I guess to answer your question that you were asking, Jeff, is this the best wrestling angle of all time? I think it's certainly in the top five, Mm -hmm. to be fair. Um, this is certainly the best storyline of this year in the 21st century. You know, you look at the bloodline, they've evolved over the past three years because, you know, for a while they're kind of getting a little stagnant. And then Sammy came in and kind of breathed new life into them. Yeah. Um, so everybody that's come out of this, you know, angle, they're going to be, you know, big. I don't want to say big stars, but they're they're getting over. You know, Sammy was getting over, and he actually made Roman more more human. Um, Jay is getting over. Um, Solo mm-hmm. might get over eventually. Um, where Jimmy mm-hmm. goes, I don't know. But um, the crowd was hot for that angle. Yes, that's that was a big angle. I think that's the thing that some people are not talking about. What is, you know, I think everybody was expecting the rock. And when you don't get the rock, you get disappointed. Right. So, and not for nothing, the rock versus Roman Reigns is probably the best match you can book for a WrestleMania, right? You've got the number one star in Hollywood versus the number one professional wrestler in all of wrestling, right? In the industry facing off against each other. But if you can't have that, um, what better way to, I guess, produce this storyline? You know, 
when they started the streak of Roman Reigns as the unified champion a year ago, the question was, who's who's it going to be? Who's he dropping the title? Who's he going to make? And before Cody signed, nobody knew. Everybody thought Big E. It wasn't Big E. Everybody thought it was going to be Lashley. wasn't Lashley. Um, but no one in their wildest dreams thought Jey Uso or Sami Zayn. And isn't that a testament? I'm going to kick this to you, Jeff. Isn't that a testament of how good Roman Reigns has become in the last 24 months or pretty much since the August of 2020, I think when he returns and starts the bloodline angle, right? He takes the title from Bray and pretty much <laughs> starts the bloodline story with, with bringing Jay in, then Jimmy, then Solo. Like it's a slow burn, but it's been engaging, captivating throughout the entire time. Sure, there's been highs and lows, but the one thing that's missing is who's Roman going to make? And now Roman can say, I've made Sami Zayn and I've made Jey Uso and possibly what we're going to lead on into WrestleMania. He's going to put the icing on the cake and make Cody Rhodes. Jeff? Well, I don't know. I mean, Cody Rhodes is fairly well made at, at this point. No, he's I mean, he's if he lost, it, it would be a, a, you know, a retreat. But um, I don't even really know what you're asking me. You just asked me to agree with you because <laughs> I, I need I need I just want you to acknowledge the tribal chief is what I'm trying to get you. I've always acknowledged the tribal chief. I, I, I mean, basically, since his return, his surprise return, I think three summer slams ago when I, I think it was I think it was Bray Wyatt versus Braun Strowman at a SummerSlam. Yeah. Like Rome, someone exploded into the ring and beat them both. I'm like, who's that? Is that Roman? I mean, I, I was still thinking that Roman was, you know, fighting leukemia and, and may not succeed. I mean, you know, uh, you know, er, earning that, that medical doctorate degree I don't have. Um, so, yeah, I mean, for the better part of 30 months plus, this has been the best story. I mean, it's gone on through the entire COVID era. Uh, the Sammy stuff was being, you know, had its origins and its seeds and was well underway before Solo ever crept into Cardiff, Wales. Um, yep. Yeah. I mean, they did they, somewhere in there. They did the Brock's coming back and whose side is Paul Heyman on? I mean, it, it, it's been That's great. Right. And, he, and he's fought a lot of people in there, um, you know, and, and there's been a lot of sort of epic confrontations. Like I said, his match was just a match. I don't think the match was too long, and I don't think it went on too long. I think the show was too long. I don't think this part was too long. It's just it it gets blamed. Like a lot of the AEW shows where they have like 15 matches and like six of them are good, and the last three matches are really good, but you've been there for you know six and a half hours and you don't care anymore. You, you, know, you, you know, you're always going to blame the thing that's keeping you there over the, the five things that kept you there two hours ago that didn't need to be there. I mean, WWE could have done the exact same show and taken out all of its commercials for itself, all of its fillers. I mean, it 
is so remarkable to me why you do why you have an entire pre-show and you re- replay the entire pre-show during the course of the regular show. People are already watching. They they don't need the recap and they don't need the commercials to watch the Royal Rumble when they're all wet ready watching the Royal Rumble. I don't know. There's just I feel like there's like they could they could do more with those sponsorships to have them show and and do some of the backstage segments and things like that during it. That that said, um I think it had to go long because people, the, the bloodline was so cool. It was the last cool faction in a while. Uh, you know, bad guy. There's been bad guy factions that were cool and people like to cheer, but not like this one. Like the, they got the biggest pop out of anyone almost weekly, no matter what, for, you know, basically the better part of the last 18 months. And so they had to make them go brutal, medieval, savage. Jimmy, you know, no hesitation, super kick after super kick. Then Solo, you just see him, the man with no emotion. His only emotion is, is occasional rage on command now this was unbridled rage he had he had lost his control he he, he was just gonna kill some shit and and jimmy uh not jimmy jay he hates hard but he loves hard too and <laughs> he just didn't know what to do except right. except, except get out That's of there perfect. and cry um so i i don't i think that there was i think the level of brutality and the cruelty and roman being as cold and methodical this was business. This had to be done. He had to send the yeah. message. He's a, and by the way, listen, anyone who listens to this show or me or on any other shows knows I've always been rock skeptical. Yes, as the rumors get louder and more and more people start talking about it and tweeting it, you know, m- my objections got quieter because you you don't want to be wrong about something that, that big. And like there are people who supposedly have sources. We have sources, but our sources are not to the rock sources. Our, our, our sources are well below to the rock. At least mine are anyway. And if Steve has any, you don't use them. Um, anyway, mm-hmm. you know, but I've always been rock skeptical. But for those of you who are still hoping for the rock, I always said the rock didn't need the rumble to get to Roman. And the rock still doesn't need Roman to get to the rumble uh, or to get to Roman at WrestleMania. And there are yeah. two nights of WrestleMania. So it's still very much in play. Um so I don't know. I mean, it's not what I would do, but it, is it possible? Yes. Are, am I hearing the same stories that everyone else is that he's got scheduling issues and Triple H goes, it just doesn't look like it's in the cards. Well, I never thought it was in the cards. And and I think it's going to get less in the cards as every year goes by uh, in, until he's too old to, for it to be really good. I mean, you don't want to be like Muda who just suffered a torn thigh and, you know, with his latest final match um you know and he still has another match scheduled but yeah, you I, know who doesn't get hurt in any of his final matches rick flair <laughs> the, the, the man the laws of physics do not apply to rick flair i mean if, if there was ever an, an advocate for anti-science just by existing. so oh the ghost of lanny poffo is here yeah um i thought the men's rumble and the women's rumble were both very good. I, the only thing I didn't like were the lack of surprises and what the surprises we got, I thought were not very good. Yeah. I, I want to talk about that. Cause I feel, um, I think it was a deliberate, uh, booking not to have any surprises. I think it was, this is, this was triple H's fuck you to indie wrestling and AEW and, and all of it to say, fuck you guys. We don't need you. But uh, before we get off of the main event, um, 
it seemed to me like watching it on TV, uh, Drew, that everybody at that end segment was on their feet. Is this this the the case? I was on my feet. Everybody else was because like I was standing up and just recording the whole thing. It was about like I think it was like fifteen minutes. Yeah, um, it was. It was like it every, was like everybody was anticipating what was going to happen. I mean, my, my I guess one little tiny criticism is just like with a lot of these beatdown angles, it's like. How is it that no security or like any agents or like refs come out to try and stop it? Like, I think for this segment, it would have made sense if like agents or whoever try to come out and the bloodline are just blocking them from getting in. You know, what I mean, it's like you want to come in, that's fine, but you're going to get this ass whooping. Like, that's something yeah, that James I, would probably say. I, 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 I heard Cornette say that on, on, in his uh, recap of the match. And I think. I think the only reason they didn't book it that way was because you can't have it gives away the the surprise for Jay, right? So you can't have Jay if if the bloodline is beating the the trash out of Kevin Owens. Right. And Sammy the story is supposed to be Sammy is helpless. Sammy has to intervene. No one else is going to intervene except for Sammy. Could they have done it at that point in time? Yes. But but Jay is still, you know, non-participant. He's beating up Kevin Owens, but he's not, you know, when when the turn happens with Sammy, that's when it's like you've crossed the barrier. You can't have anybody interfere now because it's the beatdown has to happen the way it, it went down. So I think it's tough, right? Even historically. Um, Adam Pierce and the officials have been very reticent to get involved with things with the bloodline. They've been very deferential to them the entire time. And usually when they're not, it's because they don't want to jeopardize a pay-per-view match. Well, here's the pay-per-view match. So they're not there. So that's the kayfabe is this is the tribal chief. This is the undisputed WWE and universal champion and your undisputed both brands tag team champion. So your six of your major titles, your six most major titles, arguably, are right there in the ring doing whatever they want, and they're going to do whatever they want. Um, and it's a no DQ match, by the way. Sure, the match was over, but it's no DQ. So, from a theater perspective, if you're if you're doing Caesar, and the senators are stabbing Caesar in the back, and then all of a sudden you have like a couple low level centurions going, "Hey guys, you don't really want to be doing that." It's like right. You know, or if yeah. it's like in the Sopranos, you're fine. Finally, everyone's getting whacked by the by the families. And then, like, you know, the highway patrol comes over, and goes, hey, did you guys know you were doing 67 and a 55? Nah, you, you, I mean, you don't want the referees and shit coming in. It, 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 yeah, this was this was it's not a monologue because it's uh, it's it's more than one person. But this is this is an isolated scene with the spotlights on it. Yeah, I, I it's funny you mentioned the Sopranos because I looked at it in the same fashion as like Godfather 2, where like um what's his name? He kills Fredo, right? It's like you you are not gonna fuck and you're not gonna fuck with the mob. Like even if you're like again, two like street cops, you're walking the beat. You're not gonna fuck with the like if there's mob business, you're turning it turning a blind eye. Right. So it'd be, it'd be like there were three village fishermen in that in Lake Como or whatever going, Hey, <laughs> hey, you, hey, hey, you don't push a man down off the sea. What do you, why are you hitting them over the head like that? No, that is not the good. <laughs> is, well, well, is, that, man, like, is that a Lake Como accent? Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
Well, I meant like the refs just like, uh, you know, standing outside the ring and be like, Roman, please stop, you know, guys, please stop. And the whole time they're just like, you know, intimidating, like, you know, come this ring, I dare you. Yeah. You, know you just I mean? wanted like, to see like one one ref like eat a fist, right? <laughs> yeah, I get I get I, uh, Yeah, I'll, I'll be. Yeah, that's fair. But I mean, I still enjoy the segment. I didn't take anything away from the segment. Um, yeah. I guess for Kevin Owens, it makes sense that nobody like I guess any wrestlers came out because Kevin Owens is kind of an asshole. Like he's made yeah. clear he's an asshole, but it was still a great it, segment nonetheless. One of the you know, he, probably the best segment of the year so far. Yeah. And and Sammy is too, right? I mean, when he was doing his uh like um you know uh Che Guevara Fidel Castro gimmick, like he was Weasley, like nobody gave a shit about him. Roman was the only guy, and then oh my god, I love the line where he's like you want to go back to doing jackass shit? Oh, I loved it. <laughs> Roman is so good at trash talking. He's also good at selling because, like, when he got hit in the back of the chair, it's almost like he had PTSD of uh, yeah. Seth Rollins turning on him. I yep. like that. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a great storytelling. I don't know if it's if that's a mix of Paul Heyman, Roman Reigns. I mean, Bruce Pritchard. I don't think Bruce Pritchard gets enough credit because Bruce wrote the Mega Power storyline right with Vince. And that lasted a whole year in and of itself, too. So, you know, I think uh, probably this has more to do with Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns writing this than 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 Bruce does. But, you know, Bruce has written his fair share of memorable moments. On, writing uh, is great, but the writing doesn't work unless the unless the performers play their roles. And these guys all play their roles pretty perfectly, especially when you judge by wrestling acting standards. I mean, Roman owns his role. Sammy, this is the party was born to play. I mean, Kevin Owens is the same guy all the time, but it works better here because that's exactly what they need. They need the the irritant who never gives up, doesn't know what's good for him, and is just going forward. But the, the one thing he's semi-loyal to is is his is, is, is friend in this loyalty, Sammy Zayn. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and then you know, just all of it. It's it, it, they they all play their parts well. Solo, whatever lack of acting skills or range he has, they've built into the character that basically, basically he's the silent assassin. He's basically the the Terminator. He's you, you turn him on, you turn him off. Yep. Yep. You turn him on, he fights. Um, you turn him off, he stands there. So let me ask you this, uh, and we'll we'll start with Drew here. Jey Uso walks out on the Bloodline. He's on his Instagram saying he's out. Um, where do you go with Jey Uso from here? What's, what's the next thing? I mean, I think all roads lead to that. It looks like he's going to team up with, you know, Kevin Owens and Sammy to go against the bloodline. But then he, of course, at the end, he's going to choose family over, over anything else. And, um, I think where that goes is that, you know, mania match, you have the Usos versus Kevin Owens and Sammy Zayn as like your, uh, what do you call it? Heartwarming moment. And I mean, night one, that could be your main event is uh, the blood, you know, is uh, the Usos versus Sammy and Kevin. And then night mm-hmm. two is, you know, Reigns and Cody. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that. I mean, it kind of writes itself, you know, like the bit, the big angle is that it looks like Jay is going to stand up to Roman. But at the end of the day, he ends up super kicking Sammy and then Jimmy super kicks Kevin the whole time. Jay's just talking shit like you weren't you. You're never an Uso. You never were. You're not an Uso. You never will be like, you know, he's just. Talking yeah. shit all the time, he's beating his ass. Like that's again nuclear heel heat. They're gonna get yep. that. Yep. Jeff. 
I think that Jay only has one choice, and that is to go over to Discovery and admit that everyone loves the acclaimed and to, to oh, scissor me daddy ass. I mean, what else is he going to do? No, I, I think it's going to be, you know, I think Jay is going to be reluctantly, you know, sort of conflicted with the bloodline, but they've got their, these titles to defend. I think somewhere between now and WrestleMania, they're going to drop the w, the, the Raw uh, titles. Well, maybe not the road. Maybe the SmackDown ones. I'm not, I'm not really sure. Um, I guess it depends which show they consider because Kevin Owens is on Raw and Sammy is on SmackDown. So, you know, it, it, it's hard to say. I mean, both of the likely winners, Drew and Sheamus, are on SmackDown and Braun and Ricochet, those are the most likely teams. They are also on SmackDown. And even like the tertiary teams like Imperium, who have something going for them, they're on SmackDown also. I mean, the only ones that are on Raw that make even a bit of sense would be some version of the Judgment Day um, at, at this moment. Or I suppose if Riddle and Orton come back and they can recreate RK Bros. But I, I think that, you know, I think the Ricochet and Braun probably steal one of those sets of belts and then uh, it, it goes down sort of like how one or both of you guys were saying and uh, – then KO and Sammy win the other titles at WrestleMania, or maybe they, they maybe they're still undisputed at that point, and they they get that moment. Um, but yeah, I it, it, uh, I know that the internet thinks that Sammy Zayn's going to be in the main event with Roman, or that Jay Uso is going to be in the main event with Roman. No, neither of them are. Not not for WrestleMania. I am sorry that WrestleMania isn't for the three of us. WrestleMania is for the people watch the Royal Rumble times five. They're they're there for everyone else that's out there. So people aren't going to tune in for, you know, Sami Zayn. And by the way, for the people who are like us, who really care, invest in what's on the WrestleMania card, they already bought their tickets. So, you know, they're, they're already watching yeah. anyway. So now, you know, KO and Sami are headed for the, you know, and I think we even talked about this a year ago that we thought that KO and Sammy might be, you know, you know, challenging for tag team titles even before this time. So they've prolonged the story and, and well done. But I, I think that's where it's gone. But you know what? We're going to see because we don't, we don't know where they're going to take us with this story. And I think that's an amazing thing. I mean, yeah, that's the obvious payoff, but there's three payoffs that, that people can think are obvious. You can think all of the payoffs are obvious. You can think that Sammy's going to get a, a main event. You can think that Jay is going to get a main event. How do you kind of explain Cody? I don't know. And you can, you can think that there's going to be a tag team showdown as well. Uh, you- Drew, since you, again, you were there live, the show opens with the men's Royal Rumble. Immediately when you hear that, what are you thinking? I mean, I was a little, I wouldn't say shocked. I was a little surprised. Cause like, I remember, the fiance, she was asking me what match she think is going to go on first. I'm like, probably the women's and maybe the men's is going to main event, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as the announcer came out, and now the 30 man rumble, I'm like, oh, so I guess Roman and KO are main eventing. So something big's going to happen, right? Um, which I mean, it, it paid off. It worked. Yeah, that's a, that's what I thought too. When when I heard that, I was like, oh, Sammy's definitely turning tonight. Like, there's going to be some post match stuff. Yeah, well, people also saying that, oh, well, that's clear. It's for The Rock. I mean, listen, I I think when in doubt, your world title is always the main event, with the only exception being major gimmick machos like the Rumble. But because they got some criticism for Raw 30 about the women, I, you know, uh, having the women go 
you know, penultimate was fine. What I thought was going to be, I thought it was going to be the Bianca Alexa match first. And since that was going to end one way or another with some spooky stuff that that would segue right into the, the pitch black match, um, which didn't exactly happen, which is, which is fine. But listen, I, I didn't care about the, listen, I was entertained from beginning to end of that rumble show with the exception of during the, the Bianca Alexa bliss match. And that was cause that was mostly just a match. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and it was, you know, it, there was nothing special about it, but, uh, I mean, again, didn't love that there weren't any surprises. Didn't want to see broken down Booker T going in there. You know, don't need to see Angelo Dawkins and Chad Gable, you know, and, and you know, and, Right now, basically, I'm focused on like tag team wrestlers who didn't need to be in there, who you knew had no chance. But if you wanted Montez Ford to be in there because you want to establish him for one day, he needed to be in there for more than like two minutes. So, you know, that that was done poorly. I mean, I don't have an objection with Otis being in there because he's just so interesting looking that him him in the rumble trying to put you know throw him over the over the ring and just like the the scenes you could have with you know him and Braun and him and Otis and him with like pretty much anyone you know they use him as a as a human wrecking ball or whatever you know they basically a bowling ball where you have like nine pin and he knocks down eight of them or whatever that would be hysterical but they didn't really do much with you know, even almost was barely in there at all. I mean, I thought some wasted opportunities, but there were surprises. I mean, Brock being tossed out basically right away. And then, and then, then I'm like, Oh my God, my dream of Lashley survives. And oh, you know, almost once the thought was done, he was done. So then I was like, Oh right. no, but, but that's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to take you on, a, on an emotional roller coaster. I mean, Logan Paul was a surprise. I wasn't expecting, but I gotta say, I mean, how can you regret it? You got we got that Dragon Ball Z, you know, uh, you know, Spot, image with yeah. the two guys flying into each other. We we're just missing the giant explosions and lightning bolts coming out of it. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I I I think this Royal Rumble was was different from I think the the most recent ones because again you you've had different storylines that planted seeds in the Royal Rumble, and that's how I remember. <laughs> a lot of the Royal Rumbles growing up, like you'd get guys that were in a feud or about to start a feud or heading into WrestleMania for a feud. And this spawned off a lot of things. Like I I don't think anybody thought they wanted to see Logan Paul versus Ricochet before this. Now you might have some people that would be interested with that match on a card, right? Granted, Logan Paul is probably on a trajectory to fight, Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, so, Drew, what surprises do you feel like? How did you feel about the men's Royal Rumble overall? I mean, kind of like, I mean, I think we're all in agreement where it's just like, um, you know, lack of surprises. But I think that's kind of like, I think it's kind of like on us. We're kind of buying into the Stone Cold might show up or the Rock might show up or fill in the blank might show up. But <clears throat> I liked it. I mean, another kind of, small criticism I had was just kind of placing where it's like we knew Cody was going to win but I, I was surprised it came in at 30 because like and yeah like he said that he actually got clear the day of the rumble but it's like you pretty much gave him the match instead of like giving him that struggle to win you know what I mean mm-hmm. where like I think you could have at least maybe had him come in at like 20 yeah ish you know 18 maybe um mm-hmm. But, you know, still, I mean, I still enjoyed it. I mean, Gunther being the Iron Man of the whole match, yeah. I thought was good. 
Um, but that's kind of again. I don't want to sound like I'm criticizing. I know I, I know it sounds like I'm being a hypocrite, but I'm not. But it's just placing where it's just like you have your you have one of your top heels looking like a sympathetic baby face to the point where it's just like I think everybody maybe wanted to go to one at one point. Yeah. Uh, same thing with the women's rumble, which will I don't want to jump ahead. But um, I still loved it. I, I even love the match within a match, you know, that we got with Gunther and, and Cody at the end. Um, yep. I was kind of, I was, another thing I was kind of shocked by was just Cross being in for like five minutes. I mean, not to say I thought he was going to win, but it's just like, you could have given that guy like maybe like 15, 20 minutes at least. And, and people just, were saying that his story was over because Ray was hurt. Ray's not hurt. He's in, he's in a fatal four way tomorrow night. Uh, so, uh, you know, whatever the story was, I mean, I, I just hope that the taking out of Ray isn't only judgment day, that it was judgment day and cross. Otherwise this has been a giant waste of time. But yeah, when, when cross got taken out that early, I mean, f- my first reaction was Lyra just release him. Just, just, just let him go or just make him iron Mike sharp. Just, just admit that he's, he's going to be your tough out jobber. He's just going to be another Elias. And that's fine. You can, you can have a perfectly fine 10 or 12 year career doing that. The other thing I would, the other thing that went through my head is, what excuses is Kevin Castle going to come out for this time and explain how this is a good thing um, and not a bad thing? And then how is everyone else I know going to toe the line? Um, so that I'm going to feel like I'm betraying. No Kevin, yeah. So that I'm going to feel like I'm betraying <laughs> Kevin Castle by just pointing out that th- this did cross app. I mean, he looked no better than Elias. The only person, the only people who looked worse were Miz and uh, uh, Baron Corbin. Really, I I don't think that. Karrion Cross looked all that bad. I mean, I think Montez Ford looked bad. He does. I mean, yeah. he just Montez rolled Ford in and then also. pretty much rolled oh, rolled yeah. out. And and this guy is supposed to be the next, you know. Again, Dominic, yeah. Dominic looked Dominic could look great. He actually looks like a wrestler now. Well, yeah, he, he, was, yeah. He, he was basically playing the Miz with two guys, you know, helping him. He was he was playing Runaway, which is fine. That that's a good role for him. I mean, that's what he should do. Him being a real wrestler, him pretending he's Orange Cassidy. That that's what I don't like. Um, I think the reason well, he's why learned. You, I mean, it's Steve is well, you don't have anything well, invested in Cross. Well, well, what are you saying? Dominic is Orange Cassidy. No, I'm saying that Orange Cassidy is a little tiny guy who who gets into everyone's face and fights them up front. He doesn't run. Away. He doesn't run away. If Dominic was trying to do that character, which, by the way, he was doing when he was a face. It's not believable. It stinks to me. This mean the chicken shit runaway kind of heel. This is this is the role that works. And then when his guy right. get there, okay. he hides right. behind him. Now I wish it was uh, Priest that came in first instead of Finn because I mean Finn, Finn, Finn is only marginally more intimidating than Dominic. But th- th- but that's neither here nor there. They they came in back to back, and you know, it, and the story was they they were protecting him, and you know, every now and then he would be an opportunist, and it was great. I mean, Judgment Day looked came out of this looking good in the rumble. They actually work like a mm-hmm. unit. Rhea won. Yeah, they're over. Predicted, but we, Rhea, I mean, this is why I don't care that Gunther was a, a, a heel and when, you know, basically Iron Man lent. Rhea did the same thing. She's a heel also. So what? Um, Gunther is someone. I'll, I'll talk about that. Yeah. Gunther is someone okay. who the IWC loves, but I'm not sure that the WWEC loves yet. And this is the kind of thing that gets him over. Um, he's he's very much an indie darling and has remained as such. Um, so 
Yeah. I listen, I don't I, know how important this really was for him, but I think he I think he did a great job with it. And I, that's all there is to say. I, I don't know if this gets him over or not. I don't know if he needs to get over, but it definitely solidifies that he is a badass heel and as have yeah. all of his matches where he stood in there and he'll fight with Sheamus. I mean, I, I don't think all the storytelling in the Rumble was great. I mean, I did like how Drew and Sheamus worked together as a team most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um and a lot of the tag teams didn't. Um, but, you know, there were, there were stories that could have been told. Omos and Lashley could have had some interplay. I mean, there were plenty of things that weren't told I would have liked to have seen. Yeah, but, but, but I, don't I don't care think that that's the story. It, I, I enjoyed but, it while I watched it. And and that's – that's I don't expect wrestling to be like The Godfather where I think about it afterwards going, wow, this was perfect. I don't think that they're going for Omos versus Lashley – I know that they're teeing up this the this hurt business storyline, but I think the story they're going well, with the interplay didn't need almost, to be negative. I don't think it was negative. I think almost got one. into <laughs> there was no. Zero. He got into he got into Braun's face, and Braun eliminated him. And they're obviously going to rerun that match, which I thought was a good match from um, Crown Jewel Clash at the Clash at the the, the title. No flips. No, I mean, I, I didn't say Braun. I said almost Lashley interplay, like to about the Hurt Business, which now look, that looks like that is maybe in jeopardy thanks to Austin Theory, which was one of the better parts of Raw. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I think that like there could have been more micro booking in, in the Royal Rumble. But as far as enjoyment of it, top notch. I, I, I gave it an A. I, I enjoyed the entire hour and 15 minutes. So, um, yeah. Again, I would have liked to yeah, give a few I, more surprises, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, I I was happy with it. I I'm very critical of Gunther. I don't think him losing the mask that he had in NXT, like I him standing next to Marcel Bartel and the other flunky, I forget what his name is. Giovanni Vinci. Um, Vic. Right. Vinci. It, he looks like a big guy when he's wearing his trench coat. But then he gets face to face with a Brock Lesnar or even a Sheamus. He doesn't, or a Drew, he doesn't look that big. And so that's my problem. Like, yeah, he chops hard. Sure. Right. But un- unless he's chopping hard and going like shoot fighting, um, strong style with Sheamus and Drew, I, I don't see the big deal. Like, I feel like Gunther just pound for pound doesn't look like he belongs. <laughs> And and maybe in 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 a couple years when he gets that mass, right. um, yeah, it'll so. be a different story, right? But I don't think he like we can if he does, right? Let's say he becomes like Braun, right? Remember Braun was, you know, um, a little on the portly side. He was still a big dude, but he was with when he was with Bray, he was a portly guy. Now he's much more muscular. We're gonna go back and look at the tape of this guy being the Iron Man beating Rey Mysterio and he looks like a fucking twig? Like, I, I don't ridiculous. know what your definition of more muscular is. I mean, you you mean shredded. Well, Braun was much bigger before. He was 385. He was power lifter. But I, I don't think... Gunter's not a young guy. I don't think he's going to put on the mask. He lost the weight on purpose because he looked like a fatso. Um, yes, would I prefer if he were Vladimir <laughs> Kozlov's build? Yes, I would prefer that. Yeah. But... It, this is the era we live in, and I think as as far as building a guy, you can't do better than than they've done with Gunther. 
I was going to say with Drew McIntyre, because before he was just a really tall, kind of thin guy. Yeah. And then he came back and he got muscle mass. Right. You know, maybe that I don't like I don't I think Guthrie's one of those guys that he could look really lean, but I don't know if he could like physically like build up the way I that Drew he, can. I, I think I, I totally agree with you, Drew. I think that Gunther needs to get fired. And, and 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 let him get angry like his girlfriend Stop. dropped him and then he's gonna put on a bunch of muscle mass just to show Vince that is man. not what i said that's no that's absolutely what you just said you said he should get fired I'm, I'm this guy said it this guy said it not me this guy said it. you know it's audio so when you say this guy said it, it sounds like a confession <laughs> um all right guys let's talk about um Let's talk about Pitch Black. Oh, God. The movie with Vin Diesel? That was cool. No, no, nobody's nobody's talking about Pitch <laughs> that, yeah, that. Yeah, that was an awesome movie. Sure. Pitch, <laughs> pitch, pitch Black match. I would have rather watched that than this shit, but go ahead. How did it look live? I couldn't see shit. I, no? All I saw was the glow-in-the-dark stuff, and like the whole time they're wrestling around the arena and like the aftermath, I'm like, where the fuck are they? It Until looked- I saw... Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Go ahead. It, it looked it looked cool as fuck on on TV, man. It looked it looked wild and I was like I hate I I again, I hate all this supernatural bullshit. I hate Uncle Duty. I hate uh Bray Wyatt and whatever the fuck he's doing, but when they turned on that black light and you could see his facial makeup like looking like um Willow God. that that shit was cool. I could see like indie indie promotions stealing that look and this match because it's so cheap all you need is a black light and some neon it's a mountain dew pitch black rave match bring down the phone fellas jeff how much did you want to buy a mountain dew pitch black after this match not at all but i like the match more than most people did <laughs> obviously i like the bray thing i like the supernatural thing i thought the visual of the black light was amazing and yep for a match that we all knew was going to be sort of crappy and cruddy, um, I think that somehow Bray wove the story into it, which is L.A. Knight has unleashed his inner monster. The monster he's tried to cage, L.A. Knight un- unreached. So in the black light, the inner monster came out. We couldn't see it when it came out, but now we could when the lights were on. And I thought that was a very cool part of storytelling. All I want to say is for the last eight years of being a wrestling fan, all I hear about is how people want to see Finn Balor do the demon. It's the same fucking thing. It's except Finn Balor puts on paint and, and, and snakes on his head or whatever he puts on his head, which is, which is weird. And then he kills people in in 10 seconds, which before he would lose to, or would take him 30 minutes to beat. it, it, it's the same exact thing. So if in, because it's Bray and because he's polarizing, it's a little bit different. Could the match have been longer? Sure. But people would have been bitched about it anyway. So if this is really unleashing the monster, and if you have a show that's going long, why, why not have the, the monster? In? I mean, the biggest issue with Bray Wyatt, if you are someone who doesn't who, who doesn't hate the supernatural aspects of it. If you were a Fiend fan, you were infuriated by the matches he lost that he had to win because he's supposed to be invul- invulnerable. He can't lose the Inferno match. He can't lose that Hell in the Cell match. He, you know, there were matches that he, he can't lose to Goldberg, for God's sake. You know, he's, he's got he's to win the monster matches. So he won the monster match, and he won it like a monster, and it took him five minutes to do it. And 
that's fine. Um, I, you know, so I think could have gone two or three minutes longer. And would that have done more favors for LA Knight? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I think people would still bitch to moan. It just would have made the show longer. So point made, you unleash the beast. This is what you get. Don't unleash the beast. And we found out that Uncle Howdy and Bray are on, on the same side. And then, of course, we saw my firehouse funhouse gang above, which, you know, might have been air balloons, might have been people. I don't know. Uh, whatever it is. They were people. They were in the in, I, I texted this guy because I was like, did you see it? Did you see it for fucking months? He's talking about I want to see the puppets become people. And then, like, as Bray's walking to the ring, I see them. I, I see like Sister Abigail. I thought it was um, evil Oscar, Kana Oscar, but it was actually Sister Abigail. So I'm texting Jeff. Jeff, it's happening. It's happening. He's like, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I missed it. But it, it didn't really happen anyway in the match. I mean, I actually thought that was going to play more of a role in it and that would have helped protect LA Knight, but it, it didn't. Listen, was this a great match? No. But was it a monster being unleashed? And winning in a monstrous way, nothing hurt him and he killed the guy. Yeah, that's what monsters are supposed to do. And the monster is supposed to be rare. Like Finn Balor uses the demon sparingly. Now, not at all. Everyone's been praying and hoping and, and begging for, the, for the, the demon for years and years and years. They didn't get him. Now, now you have a new version of the demon and then you complain. Fuck off. I think everybody was just very critical of like Uncle Howdy missing the elbow drop. Didn't like miss the elbow drop, they went right through the box. What are you talking about? The elbow <laughs> dropped him to hell. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. Thank you for putting everything back into perspective yeah. for people. And everybody's just Knight shitting will be on fine. that. He's going to say this wasn't even a real match. I couldn't see. There was glowy things were in my eyes. You know, I didn't have the special contact lenses. Forget it. That doesn't count. You know, he'll, he'll be fine. I mean. <laughs> Let, let I remind people that earlier in the show, we were talking about two of the most over guys who at WrestleMania, one of them was being beaten up by 55-year-old Stone Cold Steve Austin, and the other one was losing in a jackass match to Johnny Knoxville. So right. don't worry. Losing in, in a Mountain Dew pitch black match, which was like a sponsorship of like $14.5 million, by the way, uh, you know, will be, will be just fine. LA Knight will be just fine. So that, that was going to be my question to close out the pitch black stuff was, you know, there's been a lot of people critical of LA Knight losing this match that some people going in. And, and I think we discussed this, that, you know, Bray could afford an L if it's at the hands of uncle Howdy. Um, but we didn't see that, right? So is LA Knight buried? And mm, no. no. Well, He's literally, not, yes. But, uh, but, but career-wise, no. And so I now my, follow, my follow-up to that is, who do you think, Drew, is next? Like, who would you feel? Obviously, coming up for LA Knight, he's getting over. Everybody loves his, yeah. Um. Who would you feed to LA Knight to build him back up? That's a good question. Thank you. Um, that's why I asked it. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, as far as like LA Knight goes, um, I guess Ricochet. That's the first thing that popped into my head. I mean, because you got Ricochet, who's kind of like had this career revitalization of some sorts. So mm-hmm. you have a, a, a middle upper card baby face versus a middle upper card heels kind of getting over. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that could be, that could be a good test. Cause you know, Ricochet does the flips and it works and you have a guy like LA Knight that could sell for him. So 
Yep. That's a pick for me. All right. Jeff. Um I I mean I think that's a good pick, except I think Ricochet's story is with Braun in the tag team division. Uh, not that you can't have him lose in the in the singles division and, and still go on to success in the tag team division. I'm not really sure because I'm not sure who's on SmackDown and who's on Raw anymore. And I think there's going to be a draft at some point in the near future. Um, I mean, I think Ali is on Raw. Otherwise, I would say Ali. I mean, he's, you know, why not sacrifice that guy? He's a big jerk. Um, he sucks. I, I don't I don't know. But I, I almost would say it doesn't matter as long as it's not Roman, Sammy or KO. It doesn't matter. Whoever it is, he has to win the feud. I mean, it, it, it could even be Jimmy Uso for all I care because he's in a singles oh. run. You know, so, I mean, mean L.A. Knight and Jimmy Uso's not. So, uh, but it won't be. I mean, uh, but I don't care. Who, whoever it is, he's going to come out on top. It, 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 it really doesn't even matter. Some people have been speculating that L.A. Knight should be the guy that faces if, – if Stone Cold Steve Austin – you know, he's, tra- he's training on his Instagram. Everybody keeps talking about this, that he's prepping to, for another WrestleMania match and that LA Knight should be the, the perfect opponent. If he's going to win. I mean, nobody loses to Stone Cold Steve Austin. That, that's the problem. He, I mean, you know, I, I'm not going to say he can't be the guy who loses to every, you know, in every big match. Sure he can. I mean, the Miz has made an entire career off of that. Um <laughs> You know, and, and that that's happening now quite a bit. I mean, Seth Rollins is, you know, loses to the, the, the celebrities now. Right. Aaron Corbin also. I mean, so Kenny, yes. But should he know? I mean, he's also 40. He doesn't have that, you know, the, the 12 years of success under his belt that the Miz had before he became sort of like a total joke character, um, which was about three years ago. Um, I think he need. I think you have another five years to make money off LA night. Um, yeah. So if you're going to do something with him, I mean, if they're not, then yeah, he can be that guy who loses in those big matches and makes it, it makes it look good and, and he'll be fine. He can retire on that money. Um, you know, he can be the guy who loses to the rock and stone cold and, you know, edges retirement match or, you know, whatever it's going to be, you know, when, whenever Christian comes back or, you know, uh, Brian Danielson comes back from right. being Daniel Bryanson or whichever iteration he is. Um, but I don't think about. I mean, the bigger question is w- w- what's happening with Bray now. I mean, there's supposed to be an Uncle Harper, so I guess there's that. And and you know, is Alexa fully part of it? Because you know, obviously her story. And I don't think we want to talk about this match too much. Was you know, she 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 was the girl who who got as vicious as she could as herself, and it wasn't enough. And now you know the demons are saying, well, you know, what what if how how did that work out for you? You need us now, don't you? Uh, and then, you know, but does that put her in the title picture or, you know, or in a, in a title picture? Or does that just put her, you know, sort of in the brood? I, I'd be perfectly fine with her being just in the brood. And frankly, I think she'd be perfectly fine with that, too. That's, you know, that that's like a Paul Heyman, like, you know, th- three year contract. You know, that that's fine. I mean, if she's getting royalties from selling that stupid doll. Stupid I mean, doll. Absolutely. Stupid. You're yeah. Stupid. That's You're right. stupid. Both of I'm years. sure that doll is hiding behind one of those magneto masks you have behind you. Oh, oh Jesus Christ! There it is. Good God, that thing is hideous. How stupid your doll? Yeah. Right, Lily, they all know yeah. Look about. at it. Oh, you should just. Oh, there it is. Just it looks like it's perched on your shoulder. Mm-hmm. It. 
to she. It. 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 Um. All right. So yeah, I, mean, I don't think there's really much to talk about that. That Bianca Belair and Alexa Bliss match. I will ask you about Bianca Belair, but that's after the Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. uh, the women's Royal Rumble match, which we can get into now. Um, thoughts on the women's Royal Rumble, uh, Drew? Um, I think I said it earlier in the show. Like the beginning was very slow, but then it picked up at the end. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think this had more surprises, if you want to call them that, than the men's. I mean, you had some. NXT show ups. You had Roxanne Perez, who got a nice little pop. I mean, not a not a Becky Lynch pop, but a nice pop because she's a local girl here in San Antonio. Yeah, um, she she was in RCW, which is River City Wrestling, um, and she has some nice offense. So I like seeing her. And then you had Indy Hartwell show up and uh, Michelle McCool, who was conveniently in the crowd. So it's just like whatever. Um, I thought it was weird because like earlier in the day there was a WrestleCon at San Antonio and Trish Stratus and Lita were there. So it's like, why not bring in Trish and Lita? Um, Rhea winning again, we all have Rhea winning. It's just like, again, small little tidbit, not, not to sound like I'm hating her winning, but it's like, she's supposed to be this devious manipulative, you know, bitch. Why not have her, why not have Liv be number one since they, since they still love Liv. I'm just, you know, spitballing and then Mm -hmm. have Rhea come in at 30 and then Rhea, you know, she just comes in and just throws out Liv while Liv had to outlast, you know, 29 other women. And that can be the storyline of Rhea just like, you know, being like, oh, does step on your moment, Liv? Boo-hoo. Like, she can do stuff like that. But, mm-hmm. you know, good for Rhea. You know, Rhea, she came out, you know, with like bruises and welts on her face. And she even said like she dislocated her knee. Or not her knee, but her... Just say, I don't know if she said knee or leg. But, you know, she dislocated something during the match and she had to pop her up back into place. Um, it was good seeing Asuka. The place, the place went nuts for Asuka. Uh, especially when she revealed her newish, you know, look, which is a callback to uh, Kana back in Japan. Mm-hmm. So good to see her back. Um, what else? Yeah, just a lot of schlock with the women's division. Just, it, again, the, la- the last few minutes of the match were good. How was the pop uh, in real uh, life for Chelsea Green? It came and went just like her, just like the time she lasted. She didn't really get a pop. It was more just like, oh, Chelsea Green's back. And then she's gone. I was at the bar uh, watching Royal Rumble and um, somebody uh, yelled out, oh, look, it's Britt Baker. <laughs> I've said that it a hundred times that Chelsea Green's gimmick should not be. What they're saying is a Karen gimmick, but she's playing the diva so far anyway. And what she should do is she should say that she's a doctor of, of podiatric medicine, or however you pronounce it. She should dress exactly like Britt Baker with like their Michael Jackson jacket and exactly like Britt Baker. And she should come out, Dr. Chelsea Gree, D-P-M. And that's, what, that's obvious. They look exactly the same except Chelsea Green has boobs. Aside from that, I can't tell them apart. That's the, that's the only way I know to tell them apart. And, and Chelsea Green is married to a man and Britt Baker is with uh, a little child. child. I don't know. Hey, 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 hey. Um, Be nice. But be nice, Jeff. No, I will not be nice. This show is not ba- this built. This show is not built on a foundation of niceness. Um, Steve's nice. No, he's not. Don't be ridiculous. No, uh, if you, well, if you love Vince McMahon, we'll see nice. how nice I am. Um, 
Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. I thought the Women's Rumble was good. I did not like the surprises. I thought the Marilyn, uh, Marilyn whatever her name was, Michelle McCool thing was stupid. I mean, right. it just happens to be there. I mean, the only funny part was they kept talking about the Uggs. But, I mean, she, she comes to the show with the Uggs with, you know, like a – not even a half shot shirt that's basically taped to her boobs. It's like, oh, mom, is that how you dress all the time? Sure, of course it is. Um, you know, the NXT, I mean, Roxanne Perez made sense because she's a local girl. She's the champion. And then, you know, she looked good. She did look so ridiculously small, but that, that's that's that'll be a problem for another day. Zoe Stark is really good. But nobody cared that she's in it. She's a really nobody good wrestler. I don't. And I said this, I don't know if it was in Hammerlock Hangover, one of the main major PWC shows, but I actually heard John Draper say it also in Soup. And I know he doesn't listen to any of my shows. So I know he didn't steal it from me. He said the same thing. She needs to put on a luchador mask. Um, <laughs> unless oh she puts God. on a luchador mask, she will not have any success because... Her, she, her, her she face is a manager. Face. She's a mouthpiece. She's a mouthpiece, really. She doesn't need the mouthpiece. She needs a. She needs a different. She needs a face piece. That's what she needs. She's, she. Oh she is. She, so she is not an attractive woman, and and she's not a monster. I mean, I'm sorry. Look around at the. I'm not sorry. Look around at the other female wrestlers. They're either beautiful or they're monsters. That those are your two choices, and this she's is, neither. So she's really, really good. I mean, Indy Harwell. There was no point in having her there. She she was useless. That was that was a, that was a dead zone. Um, <coughs> this is just, why Lanny Poffo haunts you. Whatever. I, 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 it was it was it was pointless having Dana Brooke come out at number three. Absolutely, and the well, it wasn't pointless because it was pointful because the amount of times that her breasts got in the way of moves was, was comical, especially when she was like one of the only like five in there, and like you could actually see like people had to maneuver around her friggin' boobs that wouldn't move. I, I mean, it's just yeah, Dana Brooke had no business being there when they had the graphic up there. I'm like, who is that blonde? I have no idea who that is. I mean. That could be Chelsea Green, but she hasn't been announced yet. I mean, is that Dana Brooke? I'm like, by elimination, it's got to be Dana Brooke, but it doesn't look like – like, I don't even know no. what she looks like anymore. So, yeah, Dana, Tamina, absolutely a waste. Nia Jax, absolutely a waste. I mean, the worst – No. Surprise. The only thing I'll say about Nia Jax is everyone's like, she's signed. They're selling her shirt. Well, she's still on the alumni page, so maybe part of the deal was we'll re-release your shirt so you can get some royalties, but we're not committed to you yet. And good. I hope they don't re-sign her because she's terrible. Nobody wants her, and they have do drop for spots like that. And if you're not getting rid of Tamina – you have her as the big mean girl. You have you have, you know, you have two big mean girls, or you have one big mean girl and one big nice girl. E- either way, it, it's fine. You don't need Nia Jax for anything. Um, but that was a bad surprise. Drew. Drew, how how big was Nia Jax's pop when she came out? Well, they botched her fucking entrance. That was just hilarious. As soon as yeah, you right, saw the they... graphic, and you heard the dun dun, like my fiance, she's like, Nia Jax is back. And then after that, that's when they put on the clock of 10, 9, and they just they just gave up. Like, oh, fuck it, we botched it. Um, when she came out, the whole place was booing her. They booed her because they, they hate that bitch. Like, I hate that bitch. I, I, I'm not even going to be, like, shy about how much I hate her. Um, but I was a little scared at the moment because, like, she started throwing everyone around like Andre the Giant. I'm like, oh, God, they're not going to have her win, are, are they? But, you know, poor Rhea, poor Rhea did what she could to try and get her up in the... Uh, what do you call it? The Ripley slam, Riptide. whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. Ripley's believe it or not. I don't fucking Yeah. Riptide. But, uh, if, Riptide. if they didn't practice that before and you don't know that she can do it, don't try to do the spot live because that, that doesn't make anyone look good. Come on, mm-hmm. Jeff, let's try it right now. 
Um, I love that Nia showed up. I love it. Of course it. you do. I, of course. I, I, listen, I, this is why I predicted it. I, I love that she gets a reaction. I hope she s- sticks around because everybody loves Nia. Everybody loves to hate her. Um, just hate her. No Rhonda. That was a good thing. Yeah, no Rhonda. Um, and again, I think that Triple H purposely booked no ch- no um, no Mickey James, no Camille, no Nick Aldis, no nobody, no indie guys besides Chelsea. But Chelsea's supposedly been under a WWE contract for like months now. Because I think this was them sending a message saying, "We've got enough talent here. We don't need we don't need Lita. We don't need Trish." We don't need Centino. We don't need all these old heads. We've got plenty of new talent and up and coming talent that we can fill 30 man Royal Rumble and still it be entertaining and still be surprises. So I had no problem with it. Um, no, Jay, no, Jay White. Thank God. Holy shit. Jeff, I'm surprised that you're not complaining about um, Johnny Gargano and how how long he lasted in the Royal Rumble. Uh, I mean, what what's the point in complaining about it? I mean, yeah, I, I don't want Johnny Gargano any anywhere near that. I mean, uh, Triple H's biggest fumble is is all of the re-signings and just how badly most of them have gone. I mean, they're they're you know they're they're basically Triple H is a, is a he's an indie wrestler. In, Lover, which is completely paradoxical to his entire professional career, when he was the exact antithesis of that. He was like he was like the WWE make a wrestler, you know, as uh, a video game, basically. Yeah, he's the big muscle guy, the body guy, you know. Uh, <sighs> you know right, and then you know he had the whole dramatic entrance. But this is this is what he likes and loves, and whatever. But yeah, Gargano, that that was he was in there way too long. Candice LeRae looks stupid in there as well, um, in the women's version. Um, but what's the point? He he didn't end up winning, you know. He's a veteran. I guess he's small, so he's not going to get in the way. He's he's you know not going to botch too many things up. Uh, you know, I, I you know I don't really care if he went to the final four and that was going to lead to something. Yeah, I'd be annoyed. But you know, uh, conversely, I mean, you, you didn't have like you know, well, I mean, you had some goofy things. I mean, like you had Rick Boogs returning, which is fine. I mean, he, it's not like he's a technical wrestler. Uh, where, where did you see Rick Boogs? Uh, did he not, well, not the Rumble, I mean, but he returned uh, on Raw, you know, you know that, that, oh, that's a return, right. but he's like, a, he's not a Triple H guy. Um, I, I, the Rumble had no surprises. I mean, so. But I don't. But I think you didn't need surprises. Like it, it, to me, it looked it was it was well booked. The people that were supposed to win won. Most of it made sense. Mm-hmm. Well, you're going to bring it back to Johnny Gargano in the men's rumble. We were done with the rumbles. I mean, I, we, I, we done I with know. The women's I know. And uh, right, we were. And I'm so I went ahead. I'm going forward. I I, I hear you. I mean, you're I'm, always I'm on to the next night. I'm on to Rick Books for God's sake. I know you're you're booking way way in advance. I'm not booking, I'm reporting. Um, before we close out the Royal Rumble stuff, um, you know, I know there's been people that are critical of it. I think it's one of the top five Royal Rumbles of all time, if not top three. We're gonna look back at this in in history and remember that ending. Remember Cody Rhodes. Remember Rhea Ripley. Like, there's a lot of this spawned off a lot of memorable moments uh logan paul and ricochet lots of stuff that you're going to remember 
for a long time. And I think not enough people are giving this rumble credit. I feel like there's more people shitting on it for whatever reason. I guess that's a trendy thing to do is to shit on WWE and put over Adam Hangman page, which is trash. Uh, Drew, your thoughts, final thoughts on the Royal Rumble 2023. Well, first and foremost, uh, Paige needs to retire the buckshot lariat because Logan Ball does it a thousand times better. Oh, my God. That's one. Real. <laughs> um, how I would rate this Rumble? I mean, I, I, I think it's one of my favorites. Maybe I'm being biased because it was in the San Antonio. Um, I, I was there. I was there. Um, I would give it a B minus. Jeff. Um, and I don't get into rankings of all time. It's, you know, that, that's just not something I do. Uh, I, I barely remember last year, but unfortunately I do remember last year as being one of the worst rumbles, especially the women's rumble, which I hated last year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and everyone knows I'm a sucker for, uh, any kind of battle royal match. I mean, you have to, you have to really botch one up for me to really dislike it. And I really disliked the women's Royal Rumble last year. And I don't remember loving the men's Royal Rumble last year either. I think it was sort of cheapo where wasn't it the one where both Brock and Ronda weren't fine and they both came in at like 30 and one or something, basically something like yep. that. Yeah. I mean, last year, you know, may have been one of the worst of all time. Um, Two years ago, you know, that's Steve, that's one where we all met in person with the unpopular view folks. And it was right. like nine degrees. We were, I mean, it was, it was so horrendously cold and so ridiculous that it was actually, you know, it's a, it's a great memory. I don't think I'd ever want to do it again. So I, I but I remember really enjoying watching the rumble yeah. uh, then outdoors and seven inches of snow and 30 feet of ice. But uh in the age of where there's both a men's rumble and a women's rumble, I think that's a whole different dynamic. It's twice the rumbles. I think this is the one where where they they got them both as most even. Again, my only real complaint is is you know, minor complaint, not not enough micro booking in, inside it, or some mistakes with the micro booking, and the you know lack of good surprises and the surprises we got were largely underwhelming or unwelcome, like Nia Jax, but. I gave the show overall a nine. And if it wasn't so damn long, I probably would have given it a 10 because I, I enjoyed basically the whole thing. And if I didn't want to watch the Bianca uh, bliss match, I could have gone to the bathroom. I mean, you know, I, you know, that could have been my, you know, people say the break match. Well, you don't need break matches because they give you seven minutes between each match. So, you know, it's, it's sort of silly to take a break, but, uh, and that was only a 10 minute match. So big deal. And it, and it ended, the way you thought, Bianca won. She, she, you know, it wasn't that easy, but it was relatively easy once she, you know, took the best that Bliss could give. And then you saw Bliss break, and she's basically crying in the ring, and Uncle Howdy saying, you know, basically, you know, do, do you trust us now or something like that? And, you know, Steve, that's not for you, but it is for us, me and Lily. And, uh, and and we're very happy. So, yeah, I mean, the, the Rumble left me happy. I mean, you know, I... I Give it a what, what's a nine out of ten? That's an A minus. I think besides vanilla midgets, um, right net, right below vanilla midgets as shit I hate in wrestling is the supernatural yeah. nonsense. I mean, imagine if instead of Johnny Gargano, your man um, uh, Jonah w- was in there that amount of time. 
up Bronson. And Reed, the people who Jesus weren't Christ. in the Rumble was great. I mean, they didn't try to force Loomis in there. They didn't try to force Bronson Reed in there. Uh, we didn't, they God. didn't get Ali or Cedric or, you know, no Nakamura, which you know, would have been a good entrance, but you know he would have just been thrown out and the world would have complained about it. So, mm-hmm. you know. Not, not Imagine a, that face-off Otis and, and Bronson Reed. Ugh. That's see, I, that's the only thing I would like. I mean, listen, I, all, all well, I, want, me. I want them to be a tag team called the Wrecking Balls. Though I, I will say that on was it SmackDown or was it Raw when when Maximum Male Models saw them and like one of them was like, "That's grotesque. That's disgusting." And Maxine Dupree goes, "That's beautiful," or something, or it's perfect. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so, so we're basically going to run back the Mandy Rose story, but without the romance. Just, just the you know, these are beautiful model. I mean, this is great because Half Academy is is that is that can be so so i mean that could be comedic gold i mean it's either going to work really well it's gonna be terrible but i just thought you're like ew gross disgusting she's like it's perfect i think this is only money if this builds up to the return of mandy rose where she's gonna fight for the heart of her man listen the 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 return of mandy rose is, is guaranteed by the fact that by the way, she was negotiating with WWE before the Rumble to go back in. They and they fell apart. That the, the talks fell apart that day. Um, but she's already giving away her OnlyFans content on free previews to try to get those numbers back up. I mean, you know, we talked about in December. Every was she made a million dollars this month. Having her, we were hearing every week how much she was making. We didn't hear anything in January. We're into February. We haven't heard a thing. So I, you know. Whatever, if she's down to from making a million dollars a month to making a hundred thousand dollars a month, is that still a lot of money? Yes, it is. But if the trajectory keeps going down, as most things, I mean, how many times can you see the same woman naked without marrying them? I mean, come on, uh, you know, it, it's you know, it, then you're just breeding stalkers, right? I mean, it's just you know, it's uh, I, I don't know. I think these things have a very short lifespan. Ask Thea Trinidad, ask C.J. Perry, who's begging for a job back. Um, that's oh, the pathetic. She was at the rumble. What's that? She was actually in the crowd at the rumble. Who was? CJ Perry. Good for her. Lana. Good, good. Oh yeah, were you being, were you being a good her? soldier? I, you know, uh, I, I, you know, we're big Lana fans here. We we'd like to see Lana. I was expecting uh, her. It's creep. It's creeping on her. It's creeping on her. Oh, yeah. Good for you. How'd that go for you? You look a little bit like uh, Jeff, you know, like if he hadn't worked out in fifteen years or ever. No, no, it's 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 crush. Gosh, time. Mm-hmm. That's yep, right. Yep. You could have found a tank. Yeah. Shotzi's tank. That's right. Mm. Your electric car. Um, all right. So after after the Royal Rumble, we've got the Raw episode, and you know Cody Rhodes, you know claims he's you know you know he's going after Ro- Roman. No surprise there. But I guess uh, to fill his time from here to WrestleMania in April. <laughs> Gonna take a pit stop, uh, fighting the Judgment Day, and uh, Dom, Finn Balor, Priest go through all three of them. I don't know. Um, why not? Why not? Yeah, why not? I guess that's safe, right? Yeah. I mean, because I mean, you have the most over babyface on Raw against the most over heel faction on Raw. So, yeah. Ex- I mean, let's let's face it. Ex-Con Don is the biggest heel on, on Monday nights. Prison right, Don. Prison Mike. That's right. I mean, 
This guy's amazing. Who he he's he's such a heel that uh, Vicky Guerrero's talking shit about him now. Now she well she she said that she didn't say that. Wrestle Lamia Lamia misquoted her. Oh yeah. Well, did she say excuse me? You misquoted me. Excuse she me. Did not, but I mean, listen, isn't she remarried? But she's still trading off of his last name. So I mean, come on. Oh, I don't know who she remarried to. I know, I, I, nobody knows who she's remarried to because <laughs> she she still calls herself Guerrero. Oh, wow. but you could look up the excuse me trademark and you'll see what her last name is now. It's not Guerrero. Oh, well, so Jeff, she was mis- uh, she was yeah, misquoted because like I, I saw what she said where she was saying that um, there's a Facebook post actually where she was getting tired of people comparing Dom to Eddie. I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking, hey, like, does Vicky not know how how heel heat works? She, but yeah, you know. she she tweeted from her certified tweet account that she did not say that and that they misquoted her and she like you know called them, uh-huh. called them names. Sarai also went to town on uh-huh. Ringside News. Uh, I'm not sure about what, but so it's 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 been. Well, it's been yeah. an average day for the, you know, the dirt sheets. The, wow. the less I have to hear about Sarai, the better. But go ahead. Agree. Agree. Average, an average week. Um, the real news that came out of Monday night was the swerve that Rhea Ripley wasn't calling out Bianca Belair for WrestleMania, but she was calling out Charlotte Flair. And when you're going to shoot high, why not shoot to the to the top of the mountain, Space Mountain, and and go after Charlotte Flair. I think afterwards, it made sense to me, right? I mean, the story is now coming full circle. You know, when Rhea first came up, Charlotte was the one that supposedly, in air quotes, buried her, right? right. No, she didn't. She didn't win the title from her. She took the title from her. She didn't put her over. And here's a golden opportunity for Charlotte to make yet another name. I remember, Triple H said, "Just wait for it to play out," and it never played out. <laughs> Right. But listen, uh, time time goes on. And here we have it. Is this a match that you're looking forward to, Drew? Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley? WrestleMania? I'll admit I kind of put my foot in my mouth by complaining because I was I kind of had my heart set on Rhea and Bianca. But that looks like a match that they want to save for next year because it looks like Bianca, you know, it looks like Bianca is going after Asuka or, or Asuka is going after Bianca. That's kind of the way it looks. Um, again, I, I acknowledge that Charlotte is probably the best women's wrestler, like period, like today, obviously, and maybe even a long time, I don't know, mm-hmm. but I mean, I don't hate her the way most people do or pretend to, it's just, I don't know, like I get it from a storyline perspective. It's personal because this is something that's been eating away at Rhea for the past, like two or three years. So it makes sense for her to be like, you know, I need to finish this. This is unfinished business. Yeah. Um, so this makes sense. I'm, I'm fine with it. I mean, it'll be a great match. There's no doubt about that. Um, it's just, I guess, personal preference. I wanted Bianca and Rhea. But then that leaves kind of the thing of like, what's Charlotte going to do? So I'm, I'm fine with the match. I, I think it'll be great. It'll, you know, where they place it. It could be main, it could be a main event of night one. You never know. Uh, just so mm-hmm. Charlotte can can say, "I'm the only woman to main event WrestleMania twice." Yada yada. So um, yeah, it'll be a great match. There's no doubt about it. I recall their match. I mean, that was at COVID WrestleMania, right? The one that happened in um, the right. NXT studios, um, and it was a good match for not having an audience or um, you know in the conditions that they had to wrestle in. Um, my question for you, Jeff, is 
everybody was very critical of Charlotte winning the title um, right off the bat from her return uh, from Ronda Rousey. Doesn't this make sense now? Like it all makes sense, right? You, it, you would, you would definitely probably pivot Rhea versus Bianca for WrestleMania if Ronda was still around, or even if Rhea called out Ronda. Ronda doesn't seem like the type of person that would say in real life, "Yeah, I'm gonna put Rhea Ripley over. She can beat me." Right. It needs somebody with pedigree like Charlotte Flair, the greatest of all time to beat a Ronda Rousey. And now for, and the story's going to be that Rhea wins at WrestleMania, the title. It's apropos that it be from Charlotte Flair, right? Well, I think right. I mean, I, I think this was the right choice. The history is there. The unfinished business is there. The chip on our shoulder is there. And I think that Charlotte is the, the biggest name in female wrestling. Uh, arguably, the only one who's bigger is Ronda. And I don't really particularly care for Ronda. And I'm glad I, I find the women's division to be much more interesting without her in the singles ranks. Because once she's in the single ranks, let, 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 let's say women's wrestling isn't the same as men's wrestling yet. You, you, we have... We have convinced ourselves for years that male wrestlers can beat the Ken Shamrocks and the Steve Blackmans and the Brock Lesners of the world. And they can't. You know, no one could beat Kurt Angle, but they could. You know, no one can beat Bobby Lashley, but they could. It's okay. I still don't feel like we feel that way with him at women's wrestling. I don't think that anybody believes that someone's beating Ronda Rousey just yet. If there's anyone, maybe it's Charlotte, maybe on her best day, Shayna Baszler, but see what I said about Zoe earlier. Okay. I mean, the same applies, maybe worse. Um, that Charlotte should wear a mask. No, that, that Shayna should wear a mask. I mean, arguably oh, oh Charlotte God. is wearing a mask. Oh, um, oh, oh that's one that's been under construction for six years. Uh, anyway, um, Either match would have been fine. Either one would have been solid and interesting and had a story to it, but they just had the revenge. And, you know, if Asuka, Dark Asuka, Kana Asuka, Evil Asuka, the one with the dragon mask instead of the Kabuki mask is going after Bianca, totally down with that. I'm, I'm all about, you know, if I can't get, you know, if I can't get Evil Supernatural Bray, I'll take Evil Supernatural Asuka. Uh, it's fine. Demon Asuka is fine by me. Um, and for her to get one last run as the evil doer in her, you know, original character or the character she loves, sounds good. But you know, it, it, it opens it opens the the door up for lots of things. And I'm not opposed to Ronda coming back with Shayna as a tag team, as uh, as a dominant women, women's tag team, the Sisters of Destruction. That could be interesting. Um, so I have no issues with this, and I did not have an issue with Charlotte winning the title back. I actually breathed a huge sigh of relief because to me, right away, the you know, while Charlotte is dominant, there's not a female wrestler on there that I don't believe that I don't believe they could do something where that woman could defeat Charlotte Flair because she's a wrestler at the end of the day. She's she wasn't the baddest woman on the planet for five years. Um, yeah, another thing true. with Charlotte that she does a lot better than Ronda is Charlotte at least makes people look good. Like when you're in a match with Ronda, Ronda cannot lead. You know the match that she had with you know uh, Shotzi at, at Survivor Series, for example, that was just B A D bad because you know as much as I love Shotzi, Shotzi needs to get better. But it would have benefited her to be in the ring with somebody that could lead her, mm -hmm. like a maybe like a Becky or a Bailey, for example, and a Charlotte. Yeah. Ronda needs somebody to lead her. So 
with Charlotte coming back, you know, that improves the women's division because anybody that gets in the ring with her is going to look like a million bucks even when they lose. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you said that, Drew, because I feel like Charlotte doesn't get enough credit for what she's capable of doing in the ring. And and you can tell if you're if you're paying very close attention to the ring matches, Charlotte dances well with Becky. Charlotte dances well with Oscar. Charlotte um, um, has some dance partners that she, she you can see that she just enjoys and prefers and they have really good matches and sometimes can get quite stiff. Right. Um, and I think Rhea is that dance partner, too. I think, you know, um, some of their matches, I'm, I'm hoping that this is the start of a long feud. Because to me, seeing them fight, like I've never been in the countless times that I've seen Charlotte versus Oscar, I have never been tired of seeing that match because it's just such a good, well-orchestrated match um, because those guys can go. They're good dance partners. I want to talk about um, Oscar for a second. You know, Asuka, very, very huge at the Royal Rumble, right? You know, she's the returning baby face. Everybody was, you know, um, very excited to see her. And, and she's smiling and she's she's doing her Asuka thing despite her new face paint and, and blue goo that she's, you know, drools out. Um, Jeff, I'll start with you because you brought this up with Bianca and Asuka possibly going to WrestleMania is Bianca an over baby face enough that she can, she can get people to love her more and hate Oscar. No, because I don't think that Oscar is that hated and I don't see anybody booing her. That's the problem with her turning her heel. Well, she's a cool heel. That's the thing. Everyone wanted this badass Asuka. They wanted it one more time. So, no. And that's not a criticism of Bianca. I mean, I've been very critical of Bianca the same way I've been critical of Braun Breaker. It's, she's basically one note. She's she's the she's the doc. Right. I got this. You know, and then that, that's about it. There's not a lot of range of emotion. She, she's actually has more than Braun does, but it's sort of the closest uh, comparison I, I can make. Um, but is she, so she's very over, don't get me wrong, but is she so over that she can get people to hate Asuka? No, Asuka would have to do basically what, what the bloodline did, you know, the, to, to get those kinds of booze. Um, but it doesn't need to be. I mean, everyone's like, people like use these terms like the money matches and things like that. I, I've never really believed there were, there were that much in the way of money matches, at least not for a long time. But it doesn't matter. These these shows are already sold. They're, the tickets are basically already sold out before any matches are announced. So the matches are only going to help with that. So does Asuka and Bianca hurt a card? Hell no. So she, so she doesn't need to sell anything. If it was the old days and they were going to headline like a tour, would that matter? I mean, I guess if you're going to like eight to 12,000 people arena, yeah. If you were going to like 4,500 people arenas, no. Uh, so, uh, you know, I don't know, there's no pay-per-views. It's on PLE now. I mean, I, I know that the WWE network does exist in some countries, and I know that pay-per-views still exist in some corners of the world, including this country. But let's face it, the, 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 the most of the audience that they're catering to has some form of peacock 
Um, Peacock subscriptions have gone up to like 20 million. I don't know how many of those are free with Comcast, how many of them are paid, but apparently WWE is the agreed upon anchor tenant of Peacock by the Peacock people. They're quite pleased with it. Um, that said, Peacock's still not profitable, you know, and that's a different rant about streaming services generally, which maybe we'll get into Tony Khan's or the latest report of what Tony Khan said, which I'm not even sure he's that stupid to say it. I think that people just stupid about re-reporting it. No, he's, he, he is. It's, it's, he it's, is. Well, it's nothing to say he isn't. Anyway, um, to answer your question, no, but I think I think it's a great match. I think it'd be a great rivalry. Um so why not? Uh, you know, I, I'm very interested in seeing that match. I mean, the only problem is for Bianca is that I think Oscar has to win that match. But all right, so what? So Bianca would have had a, a year long reign. I think with that, because um, like I don't, I don't even think Oscar's a heel. Even when she was in NXT, you know, running through you know women, I, I didn't think she was really a heel. I just thought I thought she was more of a gray area character in my opinion, especially like when she beat Bailey, you know, twice. It was like, you know, you don't want to fuck with Oscar. Like, that was kind of, you know, the, the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that can kind of be the thing here. I also think that's a way you can kind of rebuild Bianca. I'm not saying make her a heel. I'm saying, like, it could be a thing of, like, you know, Asuka beats her at Mania. And then she beats her again at another event at the next event, say, like, Backlash. And that could be a, a way of, like, eating away at Bianca of, like, you know, I'm, I've been on top of the world for a year, and then Oscar comes back and takes everything away from me. So I gotta, I gotta recharge. I gotta rebuild, and then the eventual Mania match with Rhea. Performance Siberia and Train. <laughs> yeah, do that. Why? Why the fuck not? Yeah. Um, and I love Rocky Four. Um, but yeah, just do that with Bianca. That could be a way of like not not saying get her over with the fans because she's already over, but like give her more of an edge because you know I, was, I love Bianca, but it's just. Kind of like with uh, what Jeff said, she's be, she's a little bit one note as of late because oh, she kind of does the same thing and she doesn't yeah. have an edge to her. So she needs that edge. And I think with with uh, Asuka possibly beating her at Mania, that, that's the way she kind of finds that edge of hers back. Yeah, I I don't know, man. I'm skeptical. I think this this is teeing up to be like steve austin's face run like it is or or his heel run sorry his they're gonna try as as they might as they can to try and heal up oscar and and go after a face bianca and i think the only way of saving this is by doing a double turn at wrestlemania and i think that's 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 where this is leading because so like I don't Brett, think so. Like Brett and Steve at Mania thirteen. Yes. Okay. Yes. I love that. But um, yeah, yeah. I just I feel like you know maybe to your point maybe she's she's like I need that edge and the edge breaks her. You know she goes beyond the point of no return where she should she crosses a line. Like she, she comes up the next heel. time, she's like, you know, you know, I I did everything for you fans, and you boo me, and you cheer Oscar. Like, what does she do that's better than me? Like, you know, stuff like that. I like, I like that. So, I like that. Yeah, something like that. But like, you know, even when she was facing, you know, Becky, right? Like Becky was the heel, but <clears throat> it's just, it it's like running that back again, right? Like Bianca wasn't more over as a face than Becky Lynch was, and Becky was trying to be the heel. And it didn't work for Becky and they had to switch her back to face. 
after running into Bianca. Like that's the trouble is I don't think Bianca's that over as a baby face with the WWE universe. And, and she's not, Oh, I think Rhea would be a perfect heel. Oscar is not that perfect heel. And I think it's going to lead to the double turn, but we'll see. I'm excited to see that. Um, all right, let's leave it there. I think we've talked enough of WWE. Um, Jeff, what's happened in AEW? What's that? Nothing? Well, All right, no, let's keep moving. One last thing in WWE or one thing. I was actually shocked that Naomi wasn't in the Rumble. That was that was the one real surprise. But I think we should talk about some of the financial news that came out of the WWE out of the Rumble and today. I mean, so the Rumble did uh, it's like a $7.7 million gate. They sold out all merchandise. Uh, the online stores have sold out a lot of the merchandise as well. Um, they, uh, you know, the Peacock announced that their viewership was up basically from two years ago. It, it's it's combined basically 100% up over the course of the last two years. It was like 58% one year, year over year, the next 42% year over year. Um, so that that's going well. Uh, they had... They said between fourteen and fifteen million dollars in sponsorships for the Rumble, and and they're looking to do the same or more for Mania. Uh, Mania is pretty much sold out of the tickets that have been made available, <clears throat> so they're making more tickets available. Um, and they had their 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 quarterly call today, where they did. Uh, $1.3 billion in revenue. They did $195.6 million in net profit. This is up 11%. The net profit was actually lower than they were expecting. They were expecting about $205 million. Um, I have a feeling that that is a direct result of Triple H's spending like a drunken sailor on on roster, which I, I'm all for him hiring back people, but you also need to get rid of some of the dead weight, and he hasn't. Um, but uh, but anyway, it's still record high, so that's you know, so that's no way to talk about do drop. Uh, well, I'm not even talking about do. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Piper Niven. Um, I'm glad they Piper. dropped that stupid ass name. By the way, uh, I'm not even talking not. about Piper Niven. Uh, we also have Superstar Sundays coming back on. I think it's either A and E or Peacock or both, um, where there's going to be like a, a primetime block of three one hour long shows like biographies and rivalries and, and something it. with Stone Cold, like a, a 10 episode run. Um, so just a, a lot of big business related good news on the bad side. There's been more Vince suits. There have been suits by shareholders. There's been suits in Delaware uh, asking for Vince to be banned from being on the board, which is, I mean, there's no such cause of action. I mean, I guess they put it into a either declaratory judgment or injunction or whatever. There's been suits alleging horrifying things, which, you know, may in fact be horrifying things, but it's not new things. It's it's from that uh, the, the spa attendant or spa manager that we've heard about before. Um you know, how many of these are real? How many of them are money grabs? How many of them are both because they're out of time? You know, whatever. That doesn't matter. Anyway, it, there's a lot of that, but it it really doesn't matter. I mean, I'm not saying that the suit, that the, the, the claims don't matter or whatever, or the underlying facts don't matter, but none of this is really going to affect what's going on here, which is the sale is still going to go forward to whomever it goes forward to. And the other news, which is being whispered reported, is that Nick Khan has confirmed that Vince McMahon has said 
No, this is not about me sticking around. I'm just trying. I just want to get the best sale. So if the best sale involves me not being involved with WWE, that's what we're going to do, which is what I've been saying all along. This is this is about the best sale. Whether Vince needs to be there to get the best price or not, doesn't matter. He thinks he's he does. He's the majority shareholder. Um, I have my doubts, but, you know, but that's, you know, some news. They also laid off by them. I mean, WWE laid off a, a bunch of corporate staff and these were in departments that you would expect to be redundant should they be acquired by a company that already had that kind of those kinds of departments or functionality in their offices so this is not entirely unexpected um so it it is more circumstantial evidence of at least the intent to sell to a company you know probably not like a kingdom of saudi arabia probably more like a disney or a comcast or a company that has a communications department a media relations department uh, a mail room you know a, a shipping and logistics <laughs> thing, things like that uh you know sort of the infrastructure of, of kinds of things um but you want to know what happened in AEW? um well we, we have a new TNT champion, Samoa Joe, regained the TNT title from Darby Allen. They've had three really good matches, and and they don't – none of them are – the first one made sense because Joe killed the guy, uh, and then the second one didn't make sense because Darby basically dominated this match, and Joe basically killed him again, but I guess he sort of figured out the reckless style. Anyway, uh, then Wardlow came out, and so Wardlow's back. He's got a regular haircut, so, you know, terrific. Um, but sort of weird to give Darby a title for him to only lose it like three weeks later uh, after a series of sort of silly matches, but c'est la <laughs> We have this silly women's story with that the AEW homegrowns, which apparently includes Ruby Soho, uh, are against the mm-hmm. totally not WWE, um, you know, uh, free agents, which at the moment is only Soraya and Tony Storm. Um, Sheeta was sort of part of the story for a while, but she's disappeared off the screen the last couple of weeks. So that's typical AEW for you know, there. You know, Has anybody checked under Kenny Omega's um, bet? No, but uh, Kenny, well, Kenny Omega apparently is having visa issues, which seems to me to be completely impossible. Good. And I think that's because the guy's been traveling between at least four countries for 18 years now. And you're telling me he doesn't he doesn't know the work visa process and that he's not sponsored by AW as an employee of it. Come on now. No, this is that there's nothing but bad news about the video game. And he doesn't want to be anywhere near. <laughs> and he was on dynamite in a in a vignette, a stupid vignette. Uh, anyway, but uh I'm glad that my my calls to President Biden have uh, well, produced well, apparently fruitful either they're uh, playing results. basketball in Canada or he's resolved those visa issues very very quickly. I mean, this is these stories are just so stupid. Um, AW, a little bit of business news: uh, some good, some not so good. One, whoever it was who flinched, whether it was Discovery Warner Brothers or was Tony Khan, because those are the only two suspects. They allowed Mark Briscoe to be on TV. Uh, he had a match against Jay Lethal. He won. It was beautiful. Um, so that was terrific. Uh, we have not seen anything about Mark Briscoe being booked again on there. But for one night only, that was perfect. We'll see what happens. AW has... Uh, they're going to now be aired in Europe and Asia on DAZN, which is a streaming service. So everyone's hailing this as being great, exciting, huge news for AW. Yes, I'm a cynic, but all I see from that is that 
no actual networks in in those two continents wanted aw so they had to go to the zone which is like you know bleacher report or or you know uh pete pro wrestling television i mean you know it's better it, it's better than nothing but it, it's not exactly the same as getting on, onto satellite dishes and cable systems there Jeff, is there? Uh, I read this in a dirt sheet that, um, and this happened. I read this like shortly after the ratings came out this week. It was disappointing because, um, you know, obviously they got a pop for the Mark Briscoe um, Jay Lethal Memorial match last week. They drew over a million, and this year they drew under nine hundred thousand, or no, just at nine hundred. Yeah, I mean, it depends what you're looking at the, the aggregate. I mean the Mark Briscoe show had an aggregate of over a million. I'm not sure that that segment had a million, but it was close. Um, uh, yeah, but I, 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 is there any truth to the rumor that um, since CM Punk left, that uh, Tony Khan needs to ride the coattails of uh, recent uh, wrestler deaths, and that next week there's going to be a Lenny Poffo memorial show? No, there's no, there's no truth to that. Um, <laughs> it's just going to be Jeff coming out pretending to be the genius. <laughs> Well, he's like, ah, it's me. I'm a different thing. Um, AW has a silly little suit that, that's occurred over, over Luchasaurus's mask. <laughs> Apparently had permission from the company who made this mask with him in like 2016 to wear it on TV or 2019. And they said, but you can't sell merchandise with it. And they sent a cease and desist like three years ago. And AW didn't listen. So they're being sued for copyright infringement over the Luchasaurus mask. Not for being on TV, but being like on lunchboxes and action figures and, you know, Things like, and yeah, you know, merchandise, apparel, etc. Um, and AW, even though they said they were not going to do house shows, they just announced that they are going to do house shows. I mean, they did hire Jeff Jarrett to be the vice president of live events, so everyone sort of thought that was coming. Um, that's great. So, 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 Jeff, what what epic city are they going to start in? Cleveland, Cincinnati, New York City, Philadelphia. Oh, I- Washington, I, I wouldn't even take this away from you because I, I I don't know I know that they booked ten shows I know that the the houses are between San Jose thousand and, and five thousand they can't even San Jose fill Civic up their Center? fucking TV shows right uh, yeah I don't know how they're gonna to fill up non TV but what 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 like, it's you... like I don't I don't I don't I doubt they'll be able to fill up an arena in Paris Texas I don't even know if Paris Texas has an arena I, mean, I think it's like Peoria <laughs> and like you know Pawnee <laughs> it's Troy Ohio. Troy, Ohio. I've heard of Troy, Michigan. Troy, Ohio. What the fuck? I found out there's actually an Iran, Texas, which is weird. Oh, you know what? That's probably where AEW is going to be next That's week. That's fine. You can. You should check it out. See. See if you can track down any family. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll go for it. Definitely. Okay. Very good. It's yeah, AEW. It's like five people. Something. Yeah. So uh, I'm thinking that Troy, Ohio, is like you know, like a. Well, it's probably like Westminster, Maryland here. It's probably, you know. You know what? It, fuck this. I'm going to well, you're, a city, well, you're, but not you're, really a city. While you're still reading, I'm going to look up interesting things from Troy, Ohio. Go All ahead. Right. So other other news on AEW, um, Hangman Page and John Moxley had their third match in their trilogy. It was in Dayton, Ohio. John Moxley came out with his father, who I don't know why they did that, because he added nothing to the match. Um Typical match. I mean, Moxley, of course, bladed right on camera for everyone to see, you know, within the first five minutes, you know, and, uh, you know, I, their matches are good. They're solid. They're hard hitting, but it's like the same thing every time. But I mean, but listen, 
Moxley won. Uh, he he won with like sort of a small package type of thing. Uh, you know, when it looked like Page was actually getting the advantage, Moxley sort of snuck in and then got the pin. It was in Ohio, but isn't like like Page desperately needs these wins, and Moxley desperately needs to go on vac- vacation. I just don't understand the, the thought process behind this. And then the the. Uh, Blackpool Combat Club, who no longer has their Blackpool affiliate, comes out to, you know, keep Paige and, and Moxley from continuing to go at it and fight. Uh, but it's it's only Claudio and Wheel of Yuta because Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson can't be bothered with it. And later on, you know, and weeks prior when Brian Danielson's could have used some backup or help, they're nowhere to be found. So, I, I mean, this faction's never really made sense and it doesn't make any sense now. Um but we had the, the continuing thoughts of Brian Danielson that MJF laid, laid out before him. Obviously, Daniel Bryan has been asking for people to work with because otherwise, why would Bandito and Takeshita, who's, uh, you know, they're both white meat baby faces who would never cheat no matter what and wouldn't be assassins? They make no sense. Brian Cage at least makes sense. He's an assassin. He's a big guy. He would try to hurt you. And that's, in fact, what he tried to do. Then Timothy Thatcher sort of makes sense if you know who Timothy Thatcher is, but nobody knows who Timothy Thatcher is. Timothy Thatcher, but like they were like blue checkmark certified wrestling media people. Who's Timothy Thatcher? What the hell? I mean, this this is like you know this this isn't even like me pretending I don't know who Minoru Suzuki is. Uh, which, by the way, six years ago I wasn't pretending. I, I had no idea who Minoru Suzuki is. Um, but if but you are in the wrestling media, you need to know who Timothy Thatcher was. If for nothing else, he was on NXT for a, a bunch of years. Um, anyway, so he makes sense by his wrestling style, but nobody knew who he was. He's not a draw. So obviously, Brian's like, I'd like to showcase Timothy Thatcher. I really like the guy. I'd like to work with him. So anyway, the match was fine. It went too long. Nobody knows who Timothy Thatcher is. And of course, Brian won in the end. Um, and then MJF was going to do something brutal. He was going to hit Brian with his diamond ring. But Takeshita, who had already lost the match earlier in the, in the night, um, he uh, came out and he actually he won a match. He beat Brian Cage. Because, of course, you're going to beat Brian Cage. But he, he jumped out of the crowd and and intercepted MJF. So now Takeshita's in a program with MJF, I guess. I, I don't know. He's Brian's only friend. Uh, okay, whatever. Fine. Um, the Acclaimed and the Gun Club, they're still having issues. And Daddy Ass is sort of in the middle. And uh, Billy Gunn basically booked a title match for next week on Dynamite over the Acclaimed objections. The Acclaimed are like, no, Gun Club, you haven't done anything to deserve it. We're not giving you a match. And then the the gun kids, you know, basically said some things to Billy Gunn, like, yeah, turn your back on us just like you did when we were kids. And why don't you do what you did when, when we were young and, you know, uh, drown all your sorrow at the bottom of a pill bottle. And that, that was enough for Billy Gunn. He, daddy ass stomped back in. He said, look at me. You said it. you want the match. You got it. And the acclaimed are like, huh? What? Why? So, you know, obviously, uh, the uh, blood is thicker than water thing. We, we, we're going to have another bloodline story. Uh, so Billy Gunn with, you know, becoming the, the new big show with another turn imminent. Um, I'd say as far as news is concerned with AEW on camera, I mean, we haven't seen Adam Cole wrestle again. There's still no date for his return. Uh, Jade Cargill beat uh, 
Red Velvet to maintain her 50, you know, record for like the fourth or fifth or 23rd time she's beat Red Velvet. And of course, there was baddie miscommunication again when former baddie Kiara Hogan came out to help Red Velvet, but ended up not helping her by distracting the ref too long so that Jade could recover and get the win. So, I mean, this is just like a... a it's like what are those dances like the, the you, you go to the barnyard and like everybody switches do si do where they you, you go in a circle and you just switch square dancing so yeah square dancing like when you you know, swing your partner around and around it's like it's like the same people like going round and round just facing each other like betraying each other becoming best friends or betraying each other becoming best friends it's like it's like the same four of them the you know the, which, which baddie is a goodie this week um so there's that uh I don't know. I, I can't think of anything else. Jeff, when you, AW of, when you describe it like that, and in my head, like I, I knew about the Billy Gunn thing. <laughs> and as we were talking about the Bloodlines storyline being so good, I couldn't help but just think about like, on the other side is Billy Gunn and this shit. And you just, by comparison, you can't compare, like WWE is such a much better product than this AEW trash. Like, I, I I don't know. I don't know how people just can sit through this shit and be like, this is entertaining. Like, none of it is entertaining. None of it makes sense. You got Moxley. Moxley's blurting out curse words one, one episode. Then the next episode, he's sitting down and they catch him blading. It's ridiculous. <laughs> this, is, this is like a, a joke. It's 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 worse than indie wrestling. It's it's joke wrestling. Oh, if if you went to an AEW show and you it was an indie show, this would be the best indie show you've ever been to. That's the problem, though. It's not an indie show. It's a TV show. It's an it's an indie show, and indie shows do have some storylines in them, but not too much because they know that a lot of the people there, it's their first and only time that are going to be there. That's like AEW. It's like sometimes the stories get in the way, you know, and and. and and last, but it's they're mostly exhibition matches. So if you like bangers, so if you if you think that you already know Brian Cage is going to lose, but you want to see Takeshita and Brian Cage have a, you know a, a thirteen minutes you know good exhibition, and you want to you know and, and you never get tired of John Moxley and Adam Page you know exchanging forearms in the center of the ring and blood, you're going to enjoy what you see on AEW. If you're looking for stories. You're generally not going to get. Though I will say, with the Adam Page, John Moxie, there's at least a story there, and it's at least semi proximate in time. It, it's just the wrong guy won. Right. You know what I find interesting is um, you placed Lily over your left shoulder, mm-hmm. and she was propped up and at attention pretty much the entire time. And then you started talking about AEW, and she just fell over. She doesn't care about AEW. She's she's. Oh, She's a one promotion. She's a one promotion <laughs> demon. <laughs> I swear to God, I would, I would, I would never go to if AEW was so in listen, your town. She, she uh, does fucks Drew, with Dan. Would you Dan go see AEW? She definitely fucks with Danhausen. But aside from that, nobody fucks with that clown. And by fucks with Danhausen, I mean procreates. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> I don't want to even think about that. Oh yeah, my Danhausen plush bunny is procreating with my with my Lily doll. <laughs> We're going to make a whole bunch of demonic stuffed animals. I'm gagging. Disgusting. That's okay. I don't need you. Anything, anything, ugh, anything else? I, I don't know, Drew. Did I forget anything of any major note in AW story one? I mean, they do have, I mean, isn't Revolution next month? Isn't it like early March? Mm-hmm. I mean, I assume MJF 
Brian Danielson is, is going to be the card. I mean, Brian has one more match to go. I can't even remember who it is. I know they announced who he's facing next week, but for life. Oh, it's Roosh. Roosh, who loses every single match, and they were going to give him lots of money to do it, and, and he doesn't like MJF either. So, okay, so Roosh. I mean, I mean, <laughs> yeah, uh, that doesn't make any sense either. No, absolutely no point. Uh, and didn't Roosh still own... The Matt Hardy contract. Oh no, he traded that to uh, to uh, Stokely's uh, to, to to the firm, which is no longer a firm except when they're. You don't even I, have to try to make it. Um, it doesn't. Does it? Don't even bother. Yeah. All right. So next we're gonna have Roosh against MJF, but uh, not against MJF against uh, Brian. So you know, I guess Brian MJF will be the main event. I have to think that there's gonna be some sort of stipulation, like a like a steel cage match or something for. Moxley like and, and no Page, or, you know, match, any, anything goes, lights match. out on sanction match or whatever, um, so that Page can get his win, but it's unsanctioned, so it doesn't count. So Moxley doesn't really. Oh my god! Win. You know what I would love? I would love if Tony Khan just completely rips off the pitch black idea. God, just this this quickly, <laughs> like it would show so much desperation. Well, they have some program. They still in my gimmick, man. <laughs> Oh, oh, Bray Wyatt is on the show yeah. now, guys. Um, I, th- I think Jeff Lippman is getting too lippy on the show. We need to hear more mm-hmm. from Steve. Steve, what do you think about me and my oh, Mountain Dew glow-in-the-dark match? I, l- I loved it. It was glow-in-the-dark because then I couldn't see your creepy ass. You're a good man, Steve. I'll I save think, you for think, last. Think, oh, I don't even know what that from, is. It's from Commando, and he lied. Uh, <laughs> anyway... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, they're not doing a very good job to building a card for Revolution. I still sort of think that they're trying to hold out to, to sign Mercedes to take on Jade or something. Like, I, I mean, that, that can't be the only reason they're in holding patterns because it's AW. So they're, they're constantly like running things back and being in holding patterns and making a sense. But, you know, that might be something that'll be after the San Jose show, the New Japan show. So maybe then they can, they feel like they can get her on a pay per view. But I, I guess we're going to have like, Soraya and Tony Storm against, you know, Britt and Jamie Hayter with Ruby Soto, Soho and Cheeto and you know, switching sides or something. I, I don't know. You know, there'll be some, you know, AW versus totally not versus WWE people. Um, I don't know. I, I, you know, I guess we'll have Wardlow against Samoa Joe for only the TNT belt, probably not the Ring of Honor belt. But who knows? The acclaimed are facing the gun club this week. Uh, I, I doubt that. Change, but maybe there'll be some. Maybe that's when Billy Gunn turns, and so because of the brutality, they'll you know that there'll be a rematch. I I have no idea. Keith Lee's been missing, uh, but Swerve's been dropping his name with his Oath Keepers. So you know, well, oh my! I mean, it's a month. They 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 need to be further along towards building a pay per view. I mean this this is this is a pretty bad build for a pay per view so far. Um, and despite what, how I've been sounding, you- I actually thought Dynamite was pretty good last night. I just knew it wasn't going to matter because I knew You've the Mark Briscoe thing got an artificial bump the week before and that a lot of people were going to just were going to check out after that. And they did. Um, but we'll get to ratings later. But that, that's all I have for AEW. I don't really remember much else. But if you want more... Uh, well, actually, on PWC, we're not even current this week. But if you want more from a week ago, the <laughs> Uncaged and Skirmish uh, uh, from a, a week ago, AEW are, are done. Uh, and See, you guys even stopped doing AEW uh, coverage there. No, that's 
No, we we have not, and I'm just going to stop myself right there. <laughs> Jeff, one one last question about going back to Luchasaurus and his mask lawsuit, a trademark infringement, copyright. Is is this going copyright uh, infringement? Thank you. Is this going to delay the video game anymore? <laughs> the, the funny thing is, it could. I mean, I mean, <laughs> if if they sued for an injunction of any use, any display anywhere, that would apply to the video game, even if they didn't even think about that. Um, the the good news is that I don't think that video game is anywhere near close to coming out any you know anytime soon. Uh, I know that. By the way, that Forbes business article, which Tony Khan completely paid for, uh, said that the, the, the video game was coming out later this month. They, they actually issued a retraction and correction later this year. Um, but at that Forbes article, I didn't read it, so but I've only seen the quotes. And it, I mean, it's the whole thing starting while WWE is in chaos. They just made record profits. They're selling out everything. And they're going to sell the company. I mean, the, the, the suits around Vince that are mostly insured or against Vince and he's got to deal with are chaos for them. No, it's, it's, every year they have. I mean, everyone took Nick Khan's quote that, you know, you have obstacles and encumbrances in business that you overcome as like him not caring about the allegations. No, it's, but this is this is business. I mean, whatever Nick Khan said or doesn't say doesn't change what did or didn't happen to Rita Chatterton in 1987. Uh, he's just saying that this is business. We have issues. We, we know how to deal with them. Um, we haven't, you know, we have insurance. The lawyers will handle that. We go ahead. And and that's what successful businesses do. Do you, th- do you think Exxon said, oh, my God, the Valdez, we're just going to stop. We're going to get out of the other business. We give up. We really fucked up. No, they, 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 they do what they do and they continue to make record profits, you know, like it or not. I mean, this, this is what businesses handle. You know, your, your, your quarterback, you know, gets on camera beating up his wife, you know, go, yeah, we're gonna just fold the team. No, you you get you you get your backup quarterback in there. You suspend the guy, whatever, maybe fire him, and then you look on the free agent market to see if you can have a better option. But you know you don't just fold everything up. I mean, organizations deal with problems. They deal with bumps in the road. They deal with storms and calamities. They deal with problems, issues, and crises, and they know the difference. So, I mean, the first time I got sued. It, it was a crisis. By the third or fourth time, it was like, send it to the insurance company. Wow. That was a that was just a whole lot of information. It's just the world. It's just, I mean, I, I love the information I get from WrestleNomics and Brandon Thurston, but they're almost up. But they're gen z take on the world is just it's just stupid i did a tweet this week that i'm sure nobody got but you know people out there going know your worth and i agree know your worth but when most people say know your worth they're like don't let the man pay you this amount because you're worth more now you probably aren't 99 percent of us are entirely <laughs> fungible we're entirely replaceable if steve needed a new co-host he could find a new co-host if i need a new co-host he could find one god knows the old law firm i did that you know if anybody was as was irreplaceable it was me they replaced me <laughs> so you know we're we're we're, we're, pretty, we're pretty much all fungible there's very few people in the world who are not there's always somebody else um so yeah know your worth and know exactly what it is so don't take less than your worth but don't overplay your hand either i think i think the thing is, is everybody's busy overplaying their hand like those the folks in netflix who walked out after the dave Chappelle thing and then found netflix like yeah we don't care go ahead and the folks at Twitter are like, wow. we're leaving. They're like, bye. Yep. 
And now Twitter hasn't been the same ever it's since. Exactly. When keeping it real goes wrong. Like, like Twitter is exactly the same. I, I, I don't, it, it's just as bad, you know, just as good. <laughs> just as many degenerates with bad taste. You can still mute the same. You can still block the same. I mean, your Twitter experience is exactly what you make of it. Um, yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. All right, There's a whole lot about what. Nothing. What about the ratings? All right. So ratings. Two weeks ago, Impact was up 34,000 to 115,000. But this past week, that back down to 93,000, down 22,000. New Japan Pro Wrestling, when they aired the Jay White Okada match, it went up to 79,000, which was down 2,000 from the week before when they uh, did the uh, Osprey Omega match. But this week, it fell down 28,000 to another New Japan Wrestle Kingdom match, but a lower card um match, I think a, a tag team match, but back to 51,000, which is in its normal range on the high end, but still it was from Wrestle Kingdom. SmackDown two weeks ago, 2.257 million, which was down 69,000. This week, 2.544 million, up 287,000, the go-home show for the Rumble. Rampage two weeks ago, 464,000, down 49,000. This week, Rampage, 458,000, down another 6,000. Raw, two weeks ago, 2.344 million, up 905,000. That was the Raw 30 uh, episode. This week, after the Royal Rumble, 2.114 million. So down 230,000. But for Raw, over 2 million is is an accomplishment. Uh, Let's see if they can keep it up. I thought Raw was an okay show. I didn't think it was great, but I thought it was, I, I thought it, Almost did what it needed to do. NXT two it weeks was ago, they show. had their New Year's Evil show, I think it was. It was 607,000, which was up 7,000 from the week before. This week, the go-home show to, what is it? Is it Stand and Deliver or Vengeance Day? What, wow. Vengeance, Vengeance Day. Day. Is this sad? Which is coming up this week. Only 587,000, so down 20,000. Dynamite two weeks ago, the Mark Briscoe show, 1.003 million, up 34,000 from the week for this week down to 901,000 down 103,000 and MLW the last 3 weeks on YouTube 18,000 29,000 33,000 it is going to start on Reels TV February 7th I do have Reels TV so I set it to record it is MLW Underground so I don't know if that's going to be in addition to MLW Fusion so the bad news is I might be have to watch 2 hours of MLW a week going forward Sorry. um i don't know how they do two hours worth of content they they literally have no one i mean this week on fusion there was a 35 match from dragon gate in japan between shun something who is with mlw and just lost the middleweight title against i don't know who the other guy was um but it wasn't even an mlw match it wasn't even in in north america nwa jeff did is, you Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry, sorry to interrupt, but since you're on MLW, I thought about mm-hmm. this. Did you hear that MLW again? Again, MLW tried suing WWE a while no, back. They successfully sued so them now a there's while a, back. That suit is ongoing. And now there's another lawsuit. Oh no, they they, they sent, sent a cease, a cease and desist, and desist letter about not having their talent appear on Raw 30. Who who in the blue blazes? Does does uh, Court Bauer think is is, is w- Triple H is trying to pilfer? I have no idea because I don't know who's under contract. Savio Vega. Yeah, I'm trying to think like who who might they want to be on Raw 30 and yeah, Savio Vega. 
I don't even think Conan's associated with MLW anymore. Uh, <laughs> maybe some of the Jacob Fatu people like Lance Anoa and Juicy Fatu, you know, to talk to Roman. But like, do average people even know that? Um, I, I'm not sure Enzo, if they were going to do something with Enzo and Cass, but neither one. But I, I, Cass isn't even available. Well, exactly. Um, and they don't like Enzo. So I, I don't. I don't know who they were. I mean, Safio Vega is the most likely one. <laughs> so stupid. Just so stupid. I saw that in the, really stupid. In, in the news and I'm like, yeah, I, I, I don't. Ridiculous. Everything they do is stupid. They keep poking, poking, poking. This lawsuit is going, it's going to be the end of them. Um, NWA back on YouTube. It is back live. So it's on Tuesday nights. It's in real time. And this, was, and this was a wrestling wedding of sorts. It was Aaron Stevens and Mae Valentine. And so far, 47,000 people have tuned into it. So I, I, did you hear that the uh, ring announcer or the backstage uh, girl that does the interviews is on play? That's Mae Valentine. Yeah. Who, who knew the playbook was still around? Yeah, it's online. It's, there's no paper. Edition. Do, I heard what, don't they like not allow nudity anymore on Playboy? Uh, well, I don't know. I haven't seen Playboy. I mean, probably the last Playboy I got. So it turned into Maxim one with Sable or Tori Wilson in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but her her yeah. name is Maya Diaz Gomez or Maya Gomez Diaz. That that that's her name. But May Valentine is the character. She's actually very cool. She's she's a nice woman. Um, and she is with Aaron Stevens, who people probably know as Damien Sam. Anyway, they did 47,000, which for one week. How do you know that she's a nice it, lady? 47,000 was nothing for them a few years ago. Now, for one week, it's actually above average. <laughs> Not by much. Elevation, 195. Two weeks ago, 153. Not gonna, not gonna my two question. weeks ago, 221. Dark, 125. Two weeks ago, 193. <laughs> three, two weeks ago, 188. And Power Slap in week two went up 118,000, so I'm out to 413,000. So we'll have to keep our eye on that. How much do you Power Slap when you see I, May Valentine? Stop it. Um, I'm going to go look to see what Power Slap's ratings were. So you guys talk about something. Can we talk about Tro- Troy, Ohio? Troy, Ohio, the most famous person out of Troy, Ohio, is former um, wide receiver for Ohio State and the Minnesota Vikings, mm-hmm. uh, football Hall of Famer Chris Carter. Oh. At- after that, nobody else famous out of Troy, Ohio. Uh, Probably the other most notable thing of Troy, Ohio, is it's in Miami County in Ohio, home of um, uh, the Miami of Ohio football team. Not Miami, Florida football team. Not the Miami Hurricanes. All right. So I have the power slap numbers. They went down to their lowest. They they dropped down to 284,000. So they went down 129,000. So whatever gains they made in week two, <laughs> uh, I guess they were just curiosity gains. They went down lower. I'm pretty sure the 200,000 are the people that just fell asleep during AEW and just didn't change the channel. Whatever it is, the market is rightfully rejecting this obscene and poorly done television show. I power slept to JC Jane. Anyways, go ahead. <clears throat> Well, you picked a good week. Do you, too, so. do you think I, I I watched one of these power slaps, and and the guy is wearing a beard? Isn't that kind of like cheating? Yes. Like you getting slapped, and you're you have got a beard. Like, shouldn't you be like fully like shaved? Uh, 
apparently there's a whole bunch of rules to how you really are supposed to power slap and they don't follow many of them. So I, I really don't want to talk about Oh, so this is unsanctioned power well, slapping? Well, it's Dana making his own version of a new sanctioned power slapping. I mean, it was his own set of rules. It's, it's, it's sort of like, I mean, well, sort of like the XFL where you're playing football, but you change the rules. Or like arena or like you know, indoor it. football, you know, where you, it's sort of the same game, but you've changed a lot of the rules. So it's sanctioned because he's do got a body that's XFL, sanctioned. But. Do you think when XFL 3.0 fails, Rock is going to be begging to main event WrestleMania? No. no? Rock is not. He'll be fine. <laughs> the, the Rock's dance card is yeah. full for like the next five years. Yeah. He we'll is that. just fine. Batista's right behind him. Batista's going to take that. Well, thing I think they, did they announce Batista was going to be inducted in the Hall of Fame this year? No. Are you breaking news? Uh, well, he kind of, I think he like said, you know, I'll wait because he didn't, he actually, he didn't want to like do it in front of like a empty arena. So did Batista say this in the movie cabin on the woods yes, or cabin on the woods? Um, yes, he did. He wow, said, you right. know, the apocalypse was coming and I need to be in the hall of fame. So somebody needs to die. <laughs> That was a <laughs> I need to be in the Hall of Fame. Somebody needs to die. And then, and then how comes Bray Wyatt? Batista, man, this is not the way you go about this, man. There's another, there's another solution, man. Mm-hmm. All right, one thing I want to bring <laughs> up just real quick because you know we've been on this since the beginning. This is the continuing Mike Elgin watch, and he's been making some weird YouTube messages to his son who apparently wants nothing to do with him and they're crazy and he continues to be crazy and you know he's continuing to spiral downward and just continue to watch him um by the way there's for the wwe video game of 2k23 and everybody i don't care about video games i don't play video games but there's going to be three versions of 2k23 before one version of fight forever comes out and the news is that (laughs) is that Tina is on the cover, and the Bad Bunny is a character that you can, uh, I guess, get an advanced bonus of or whatever. Um, Cody Rhodes, imagine this, mm-hmm. Jeff. Cody Rhodes is going to come out in WWE 2K23 before the stupid AEW right. game. Imagine this: TNA had a video game, and AEW doesn't. And they came up <laughs> with Frankie Kazarian on the cover. Oh, <laughs> I think so. Yeah. <laughs> um, we oh do have God. the um, Vengeance Day show coming up this Saturday, which I guess is a PLE. I guess we should do predictions on it. You've uh, the card is Donovan Dijak versus Wesley for the North American title. You have Katana Wesley. Chance and Caden Carter versus Kiana James and Fallon Henley for the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. There's a four-way men's tag team championship match with the New Day. Pretty deadly. Uh, Andre Chase's team, or Chase U, and the Gallus Boys are the fourth team. You have Apollo's Cruz oh, versus God, Carmelo Hayes in two out of three falls. Ron Breaker versus Grayson Waller in a rematch for the NXT Championship. And Roxy versus Gigi Dolan and JC Jane in a fatal three-way for the NXT Women's title. So, what do you say, fellas? Braun Breaker needs to lose his title. And 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 Gallus, oh, bore me. And the other guy, the Chase Twins, oh, bore me. The Chase Twins, they're the twins. Whatever, it doesn't <laughs> matter. This is it's getting to be Vanilla Midget Central over on NXT. Right. Well, one of the guys in in Chase U is six five, but anyway. <laughs> Oof. 
whatever. It, it, when when I see the Chiron and he's standing next to the other midget, I feel like they're the same size. Well, Can't stand this shit. All I can say is that Donovan Dijak, his finisher, which is basically to go to sleep, stinks. He cannot he cannot do it. He's terrible at it. He try he tries it with big people. He tries Phil, it with little people. It doesn't work. I mean, so, Takamichi Noku can't do it either. I don't know who Tachi Ginoku is, but uh, yes, you. Uh, no, no, the, no, that sounds familiar. Kichinoku, the other fucking Kento, Kento. Kento. It's terrible, absolutely horrendous. Uh, by the way, CM Punk can't do it anymore either. I mean, he's. I just said that, Phil. But can't most do people it. can't do it. it. It's not that easy a move to do, apparently. But Dijak is gigantic. You know who can probably it, do it, it better than all like, of them? Logan like Paul. his knee, he gets it up like four inches. It's, it's sad. Anyway, what if Logan Paul just starts doing everyone's finishers better than them? Good. Oh my god, so he's he's like the taskmaster. <laughs> he's great. Oh my Pretty gosh. Um, people are predicting Dijak is going to win. I don't see it. I, I'm I'm keeping the belt on Wesley. I don't you know unless unless they're moving yeah. up to the main roster, which I don't think they are yet. So I'm picking Wesley. Um, I, as much as I love Kiana James. I don't love Fallon Hen- uh, Henley, and my new favorite women's tag team has just formed, Isla Dawn and Alba Fire. So, you know, th- those tag team belts are waiting for them. I mean, granted, they could take it off of your team, but I'm going to go with K&K to retain because of some sort of, you know, schmoz fest in- in- involving Jensen. You know, I-, I don't know what his first name's supposed to be, but he's- Briggs Jensen, I think is his name. Um Brooke Jensen, whatever it's, he's going to fuck something. Jensen out. Briggs. So, champs retain in the four way tag match. I don't think the New Day are doing anything. The, the numbers aren't moving. They came, they did their thing. The numbers are moving. They look like they're going up. All right. The year over years, uh, the NXT is up. The only AEW is the only wrestling promotion that's down. And the NXT is holding its own, but it's not like, you know, you put New Day on, you hope to get more people want you, you want to get back to over 700 anyway and it's it's not happening so i, I don't really see them adding I'm telling you that. they're gonna get there they're gonna get there but by, definitely by the not way with those chase the song of maniacs defeated the Creed brothers exactly the way i said it would the, the, you know ivy nile somehow was involved she got knocked out by julius creed and and then the uh, sangha destroyed the creed so perfect uh, my 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 dream of the the new road warriors being from the uh the uh, Indus mountain region, the Hindu Pash is, is, is kept alive. So at least some of my dreams stay alive. Um, anyway, I, I don't, I, I think that we're going to have new tag team champions. It's not going to be Chase Hugh. They're there to, to eat the pin, obviously, and to dissolve. Um, I kind of think it might be Gallus. Oh, disgusting. I can't stand those guys. All right. Um, you know what NXT needs more of? Scripts. Where? What happened? What's happened to scripts? He was written out of the script. <laughs> this is <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> Just that phantom writing. Yeah. I need scripts. I, mean, I don't think anybody thinks Triple H. Apollo if you're listening, win more scripts. Two falls against Carmelo Hayes. So you get the young guy. And- Sean, more scripts. Ron Breaker is definitely retaining against Grayson Waller. I don't care what you say. It's ridiculous. So what's your pick? I. Scripts. He's not in the match. Scripts. <laughs> yeah, he sure he fucking should be. That one time he showed right, up, the fucking predictions went up. What about Bushwhacker Luke? All right. Roxy versus GG and JC. I'm thinking Roxy retains. Roxy. Roxy right. retains. <laughs> Roxy's so. And, and, yeah. NXT sort of like NWA with their booking. It's, it's, yeah. What happened to the other one, the little one? 
Who's the little one? The one that used to, the one with the skateboard, the girl. Oh, she's Cora. still around. Yeah. Just, what was no, she doing? She's not on the show. She's fucking Braun. That's what she's doing. How do you know? Maybe, oh, maybe so they're just walk. good friends. No, they're together. They sh- they literally put up pics of them like kissing and so and that doesn't mean they're fucking. Maybe maybe they're, they're holding hands, hands on a skateboard. They're skateboarding. I saw a, I saw a video of them fucking. No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Creepy stalker, dude. All right, Braun was cosplaying as Uncle Scotty. He's like, "You're gonna be my freak tonight, bitch." <laughs> what did I tell you about Drew, Steve? What did I tell you? <laughs> I told you. I told you if we go, oh if we go God. too long, he, he turns into dirty Drew. I know it's it's dirty mm-hmm. Drew. That's I, t- I told you two minutes that. and eighteen minutes was his limit. It was, and and look, we reached. Yeah. We Other quick it. news: uh, the rumor mill continues about AOP coming back to uh, WWE in signings. Impacts had a banner week. They re-signed Kenny King. Big Connor from the Ascension uh, and Fandango has been signed. Uh, AEW apparently signed the guy who was Bodie Haywood from Chase University. They, I don't even know what name they gave him, but they gave him a red and white varsity jacket. I don't know if this is a signing or a, an appearance, but the um, the spree continues. Um, in returns, Carmella returned to WWE television. Rick Boogs returned and Chelsea Green returned. I love Carmella. Um, Free agents looming. Brian Cage's contract apparently is up within a matter of weeks. Um, oh, last God. year, his his extended his contract was extended. The option was picked up without him knowing about it and him being surprised. So we'll see what happens. He's been on TV a lot. He's lost a lot. He's got one third of the Ring of Honor trios or six man championship, whatever that word. There's still no word about Ring of Honor Honor Club. Were we supposed to have solid news by the end of January on Ring of Honor Honor Club? Yeah, we were. Uh, did we get any? No. Kota Ibushi? <laughs> I, th- I think I think they, they don't want to, like, you know, blow out the uh, AEW video game news, so they're just waiting for the AEW video game, and then... It's a good, it's a good choice. Uh, Kota Ibushi has been a free agent as of January 31st. Uh, he apparently is going to be facing Manny Pacquiao, the former boxer. So for a guy who was injured for most and, of and the Filipino last two Senator. years, fighting a boxer doesn't seem to be a great idea to me. I, I'm not sure. Um, that's just weird. In injury news, Nikita Lyons injured her knee, her ACL, and her meniscus. She had successful surgery. That's so wild because usually I'm hurting myself when I see Nikita yeah, Lyons. Wow. Oh, Oh, no, that that clock may be running out. That that ass has his own yeah. governor. Wardlow, they said was injured, but we saw him again. So who knows if he was? People were saying that Ray Mysterio was injured. I'm thinking that was complete storyline because he's like you said, he's in a he's in a fatal four way. He's afraid of night he's SmackDown. Um, Dakota Kai, they're, they're reporting that she was injured with something undisclosed at the Rumble. Uh, I honestly, she looked. She looked like she she was hobbling to the ring. She looked like she blew out her knee again uh, as she was running to the I ring. Mean, I don't know. I, 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 I didn't know that she ever blew out her knee. I mean, I, I know Tegan Knox keeps blowing out her knees, but she. Uh, I don't. I, I'm not even sure. You know, whatever it is, I don't know. Nobody yeah, knows. Nobody knows. Uh, but this is that's all the news on injuries. I have the other interesting thing which came out today, which came out before, and it's so ridiculous, but I guess we have to mention it, is that Tony Khan said that he, again, he's talking about launching an AEW streaming service. 
Well, I shouldn't say again. It's being reported again. I have a feeling it's just the same story recycled again. But he's launching an AEW streaming service, possibly or probably with his partners at Discovery Warner Brothers. What streaming service? They have under four years of content, most of which is on YouTube, some of which they don't even own. Um, And what indication have we gotten from Discovery Warner Brothers that they want more wrestling? I, 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 I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> there's yet to be a streaming service that's made any money. I mean, if WWE couldn't make the network profitable, how, how is this going to – I mean, I think this is just recycling an old story that was stupid then. But if, if Tony Khan really did re-repeat it again, I mean, he, he continues to be completely unrealistic. Anything he says with Discovery Warner Brothers, you should assume is either wishful thinking. It's like me with the Hurt Business you know, and Bobby Lashley, or it's an outright lie. Jeff, I've read the business plan and it makes perfect yes, sense. He's he's going he, to be profitable within two years. He's just going to charge everybody $500 a month. The, the only way for it to be profitable is for him to pay everyone's membership at $500 a month. <laughs> That's a Marina Shafir. <laughs> That's right. Everybody's running to the to sign Jay up. Cargill's best matches. You don't know me. That's you right. know me. You're, you're you going to get me. to see you all the me. dark matches that got her up to you 50. Know, Special feature you can put on your own sun hat. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah. Behind the scenes, Britt Baker in the dentist's yeah. office. Listen, it, best of the Young Bucks being uh, toned yeah, being douchey. <laughs> Listen, if, That's right. if nobody gets anything else out of the show, Chelsea Green, I know you're listening. Doctor of Podiatric <laughs> Medicine, Dr. Chelsea Green, DPM. Do it. DPM. Everyone's like, we've never had a Karen character. Shut up. And first of all, she's doing Diva. And yes, we have. We've had Bailey's a Karen right now. What are you talking about? We've never had that character before. What, 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 this is, and Divas are not original. Divas like the original trope. But could be being a uh, major league Britt Baker. Mm-hmm. I have an idea to pitch. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Since it's February and it's Black History Month on Peacock. Oh, Jesus Christ. Hear me out. Like hear this. me out. Wait for it. Wait for it. <laughs> Hulk Hogan hosts a weekly segment called Terry's Favorite Brothers. Is it Terry's or Hulk's favorite? Because we know they're three different people. Either or. Let me tell you something about Martin Luther King, dude. So, so like on Hulk's side would be like Mr. T, but on Terry's side would be like Urkel. <laughs> <laughs> Urkel revitalized Afri- African American culture, brother. He'd have like Dennis Rodman on the Hulkster's list, and you'd have like Neil deGrasse Tyson on Terry. Is it just? All- <laughs> Is it just all everybody that just showed up on Nitro? Uh, Dennis Rodman was there for like a year and a half. Famous black people. Hard Girl Body Harrison, alone. dude. Master Hard P. No, Master, Master P. No Limit Soldiers. Dude. All of them. <laughs> oh, Love those guys. God. Love them. Yeah. Well, I think now is a great time for plugs. Drew, you're the guest. Uh... Dirty true. Um, you guys know where to find me. I am everywhere. Podcasts are distributed. Google Podcasts. Uh, Spreaker is the home base and uh, social media. You know where to find me. I'm easy to find. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I also have a Patreon. It's five bucks a month. I do a show with with this man over here, Mr. They, Jeff. Yeah, they can't see you pointing. 
Well, you know, too bad. They need to imagine it. They need, to, they need to be creative. Imagine, just imagine me imagine pointing. Imagine the pointing. Okay. Right yeah. now they're pointing, pointing your at favorite his, his six foot six and a half, two hundred and eighty five pound man of twisted steel and sex appeal. Me. Goddamn right. I do a show with Jeff on our Patreon channel. I do a show with Little RJ, the Brooklyn Savage. I do a show with Ruben Prime, which we're looking to do on Tuesday. And uh, I do another show where I'm not the host. It's with uh, our, our good friends, Monty and RJ, called the Trek Factor Thread. It's recorded every Sunday. And uh, that's about it. Jeff? Um, you can often find me on the PWC doing way too many shows over there. As Drew mentioned, I'm occasionally on his show um, or a separate show that uh, he likes to call my show. It's on his Patreon. Um you can find me here. You can find me on Twitter at, at IcarusFellMD and my non-wrestling podcasts are Garden of Doom and Garden Views. And Garden View is my curious adventures and learning things about the earth from within the earth, from beyond the earth, from adjacent to the earth and all realms of the universe and the metaverses. Uh, Garden Views is a little bit more grounded, a little bit more topical, though I uh, do a lot of legal shows, but a lot of it's about law of the space. Of space. So I guess not exactly uh, grounded, but it is uh, at least a... Uh, intrasolar intrastellar uh you know uh, probably even more intra than that anyway um but more topical check those shows out think you're gonna like them and uh this week on garden of doom i have and this is not true but i i have in his honor iranian mythology and folkloric heroes and last week i had a show with mike hilliard from the red line podcast on it's called the fixers it's on private military contractors so uh you know who who does the wet work we go what's the difference between a bodyguard and people that you send into uh northern nigeria um you know and and uh have, have you know how have, have things work in that world is it like you see in the movies and stuff like that so we brought in our expert mike hilliard he gets Four million listens a, a month when he does the green line. When it's just the red line, it's only two million listens a month. So that's all. Wow, that's a lot of lesson listens for uh, wet works. Well, this is a geopolitical show, and if you were if you if you weren't influenced by Dirty Drew, you would know what wet work is. Wet work is the the work that the black ops that the, that the government doesn't want. They want plausible deniability, so they hire an outsider to do the the listen. murder, the kidnapping. I- I know, I know no, what don't. a wet work is. It you all the time is, with the lions in the assisted <laughs> living all facility, the time or whatever you're doing over there. When I'm seeing Nikita Lyons drop her finishing move. Ah, oh. there you go. All That's right. a, see, look, Drew just had a wet work. Uh, all right guys good night everyone all right thanks for thank you drew for joining us thank you for listening to the hammerlock hangover if you enjoyed it please make sure you subscribe you follow the podcast and wherever you're listening to the podcast um and yeah leave a review leave a kind review be kind be kind and and say something nice and uh yeah that's all we have if you want to look for us you can definitely send us a line email us send us some criticism send us some feedback if you're lonely and you just want to talk to somebody send us an email hammerlockhangover at gmail.com you can find us on twitter hammerlockho and um yeah that's pretty much it anybody else got any final words Ray wyatt no i'm here for you my brothers if if you're in the darkness look for the light this goes out to everyone, Thank including Bray. Stay evil, my friends. I will, my brother.